Dolls, ladies and gentlemen, you can't, I can't tell you how much of a rush I was to get here to you guys tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, quite a rush. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What is going on here? Oh, I see. I see. I see. Hold on. Ugh! Okay, anyways, how you guys doing tonight? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of The Sea Report. Coming to you guys live on this uh, Tuesday evening. Uh, it says Monday right here. Hold on. Look at... Uh, I tell you what, guys. They are just doing everything to make my life not so quite living. Uh, hold on. Uh, let me see what I can do here. Real quick. It looks like I can't do anything. Uh, it, it, just now, a whole brand new update went through my uh, live streaming uh, network thing here. It seems that they want me to pay for this stuff. Jeez Louise. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You see, do you see, ladies and gentlemen, do you see the issue here? Do you see it? <laughs> do you see my issue? Okay. You can't see the issue actually. Or maybe you can. It says X split right in front of my little uh, friendly little Mr. C sign right here. Hold on. I just, you know, being a very particular type of, uh, you know, I do what I can. Would you let go of me? I do what I can, you know, to kind of curb the costs of running this show. Uh, but let me tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, they are just not making it easy for me. It took them four updates to figure out how to get that stupid XSplit logo in front of that little banner there that I was using to cover it up this entire time. Rather magnificently planned, wouldn't you think? I would think so. Uh, but being ever the perfectionist that I usually attempt to be, I just can't deal with that, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, it's still, you know, it's still, it does nothing for me. It does nothing. What if I move the camera up? No, it doesn't work. Okay, <laughs> hold on, hold on. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. Oh, 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 these people are nasty. Look at that. Look at this. Look, there are now two X splits. These jerks. Okay, these jerks. <laughs> what jerks? Okay, hold on. We can fix this. You guys are in the middle of watching some type of live skirmish I am having with these people. Okay, hold on. Wait, just, you know, and it's as if though my broadcast were not running late enough today. Actually, it's really not running that. Look, I can't do anything about it. Look at that. Look at how ugly that is. Oh, it breaks my heart, ladies and gentlemen. No wonder they forced this uh, update on me. Uh-huh. Looks like I'm gonna have to pay for it now. I don't know how much it's gonna cost me. I'm just going to find an entirely brand new way to do this because I just, you know, I, I just, yeah. Okay, it's going to bother me the entire show, guys, just so you know. I'm going to be bothered, okay? Uh, but I guess we'll keep this sea uh, report thing here. And, uh, I, you know, actually that floats right off the top of it. Pretty good, right? Like that. Like, ooh, look at that. Do, 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 do. Okay, guys. Sorry, I'm being a little wacky. Ooh, that gives me an idea. Nope, that doesn't work either. Hmm. Hmm, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, we'll have to figure something out. But anyways, uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be so distracted. So distracted. Uh, I'm going to need to get a hold of XSplit and be like, Hey, 
What if I advertise your services on my show? I've never done something like that. So I wouldn't even begin to know where to start to do something like that. But I just don't like the way it looks, right? Like it just doesn't look kosher. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Well, I mean, that means I'm gonna have to cancel the show for a week just so I can figure this out. No, just kidding. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Sorry. I'm just making sure everything's nice and neat. Okay. All right, guys. Well, welcome to another edition of the C Report here on this Tuesday. It is April 4th. What a Tuesday. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a pretty good show for you guys today. Today we're going to get into some of those meat and or potatoes that we like and enjoy, uh, you know, in the realm of the um, news and uh, things that we cover uh, on the reg. You know, the, the stories that matter the most to us, aside, of course, from uh, how you say... Um, election integrity and election fraud coverage. That's obviously a very important story to us. I am so mad at XSplit right now for doing this to me. Look at what they've done to me, okay? They've made me look like a rank amateur, okay? <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, Skeeter Burke, what's up? Good to see you in the audience. Girl, if it were wacky tabacky, uh, you would know, okay? You would know. I, I do not conceal well, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I haven't haven't had a piece of that in, uh, in quite a bit. So, I, you know, I probably would not be able to speak at all. If uh, indeed I I were partaking of the wacky tobacco, you know, and, but the thing about it is, you know, the house has uh, has voted to legalize it. So what's it to you? Huh? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did have some tobacco tobacco uh, just a second ago before getting on tonight. Uh, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly, Connie Ketchup. The snake is the real snake. I'm always telling you guys about the snakes, aren't I? Oh, I am telling you guys about the snakes all the time, ladies and gentlemen. But anyways, uh, I don't know what snake you're referring to. Um, but, 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 you know, we are going to be talking about a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the heavy, heavy issues, the ones that really get us going, right? We're going to have a lot of, uh, swamp creatures on tonight's show. I think, uh, uh you know, we were going to have a good amount of swamp creatures and we're going to have a good amount of, um, um, you know, uh, uh, the, chariots of god and the warrior angels that will be flying through you're probably like "Ooh, this is going to be a good episode it is it is going to be a good episode i don't like this it's so tacky okay anyways uh the podcast uh, audience of course is wondering what the heck i'm going on about obviously well if you happen to be checking out our podcast, then uh, you might want to catch one of our live streams sometime. You can go to www.thecreport.com. And if you were watching the live stream, you could see it right here, ladies and gentlemen, right here. And, uh, and then you can go and find out what platform that you can check out the C report on now, if you already have like a membership to the foxhole.app or to pill.net or to clout hub or to Twitch or to rumble, I would say just search us. 
okay? I've never actually done a search for my show over at Clout Hub. I would imagine that they're pretty okay. Uh, Rumble, you know, and Twitch, uh, you might have to use more than one or two keywords to find my show. Uh, because for some reason, well, we don't know what the some reason is. We know, okay, obviously, that we get uh, we get nice and uh, shadow banned and 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 mildly censored over at said uh, uh, um, uh, platforms. Even on even on Rumble, you know, even on Rumble, you know that we we do. Uh, maybe it's just because I don't have enough Rumbles. I don't know. If you uh, have a Rumble, follow us on Rumble. And uh, if you have Rumble on a phone, uh, what you need to do is find Mr. CTV. And then just click the thumbs up as far down as you can scroll. And then maybe that'll give me a little bit more visibility over there on Rumble. There and now. And don't you know, because I don't even get monetized on Rumble. And that's not like, oh, the whole point is to get monetized. But, you know, it could play, it could pay for XSplit. So I don't have this darn friggin' uh, thing here. Do you see that thing right there? You see that, that XSplit right there? Okay. Anyways, uh, but I don't get monetized on Rumble. And, you know, I was trying to figure out why that is. Why does the C Report and most of the broadcasts that we air over at the C at uh, Rumble, why we don't get monetized? I, I figured if you clicked the button that says exclusive, whatever, it just does it automatically. Well, apparently someone decides for you. Apparently, if the title of your broadcast is not uh, monetization worthy, like it's not clickbait, like it's not something that's trending. And, you know, with a title like the C-Report number 200. Oh, wow. I put 2,778. Oh, no, we haven't gotten that far in our life yet. Uh, but a title like the C-Report number 278. Joe Biden profited from Hunter's business, uh, you know, semicolon, um, um, Durham slash Sussman slash Clinton slash Trump slash Upton. If that's not clickbaitable enough, if that's not trendworthy enough, what can I do? I mean, you know, if if a title like Mr. C in the Dark number 68, Kentanji Brown Jackson, pedo defender, uh, semicolon, <laughs> the Article 3 project, semicolon, uh, call your senators today is not trendy enough to make it monetizable what am i supposed to do ladies and gentlemen i only have my integrity okay anyways so um follow us on rumble okay <laughs> follow us on rumble if you have the app on your phone scroll down mr ctv and just click all of the thumbs up because you guys i know you guys like the show okay so just click the thumbs up even if it's retroactively speaking okay you know, I had this friend, um, uh, emphasis on had, okay, uh, who I was like, and this had nothing to do with, um, this had nothing to do with, uh, like, politics, you know. It, it had more to do with my personal ventures in writing and publishing, etc. And I was like, um, uh, can you, like, maybe go put some good reviews for me on Amazon or something or, you know, like Goodreads or something. And she was like, well, no, because I have integrity. And if I haven't read your books and I can't lie. And I was like, well, how, why haven't you read my books? Anyways, we're not friends anymore. Uh, but that's not the point, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's not the point. Uh, maybe if I did some clips of my shows, that would be uh, something to consider. Yeah, I could probably, maybe that would help. But you know, that's not why I'm in it, you know, right? I'm not in it to win it personally. Um, I'm, I'm just here to share information, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's really my shtick is sharing information. That's where, that is where my integrity lies, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care about being an influencer, right? Or, or being like in the top 2000 or whatever. Uh, just to share the information, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's basically why I'm like a little sweatchin' here. It's like, whew, let me get, let me, oh, that, uh, that's what these pocket squares are for, right? To wipe the sweat off. Okay. Anyways. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, we have got a pretty good show for you guys tonight. Like I said, we're going to be, uh, dipping into some uh, saucy meat and potatoes. Um, some of the stories that we've denied, you guys for like a week or more because you know half of that last week I was laying on my back and now I'm finally back uh to finally uh kind of like wading through the fat you know what I mean and um but by speaking of wading through the fat you know it's getting pretty fat in here like uh I can barely breathe in my blazer tonight ladies and gentlemen uh dinner was running a little bit late you know uh not not that that's a a bad thing it's just uh it takes a whole lot longer to um you know cut and make and fry your own french fries i wonder how long those things get done in an air fryer i don't know i don't know i probably shouldn't even be eating french fries soaked it even if the grease is organic right yeah even if that kern is not gmo i probably shouldn't be doing it but anyways ladies and gentlemen i don't go back to the doctor until the end of this month so i'll make sure i don't uh you know uh do any uh thing detrimental to my my lab tests or whatever it is that they want to do i don't know uh it's up to them it's up to them it's really not up to me but i hope you guys are having a wonderful tuesday uh, you know, Tuesday is, is, is just one of those days, guys. So I'm trying to make it as fruitful as possible. I was actually trying to get on a little bit earlier than 8.30 at night, a scheduled for 8.30 p.m. Central Time, you know. But I'm going to have to redesign this entire, like, scene. You guys understand that, right? Because of this stupid X-Split thing that they put on my screen. I'm sorry, I'm not going to get over it. I'm just not going to get over it. Uh, look, if I do this... Oh, it went away. Hmm. How about we do the show like this from now on, guys? <laughs> I'll just be in this little tiny box in the corner. <laughs> that way we don't have to look at the X split. Look, see, it's gone. All right. Okay. But if I did this, it's still there, ladies and gentlemen, and it's driving me crazy. And look at, I am so out of frame. I'm so out of frame. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Uh huh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's still not doing. I'm still not feeling it. Still not feeling it. I'm gonna have to find a new way to jimmy rig this to make it look professional, ladies and gentlemen. To make it look professional. Uh. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I told you what tonight's episode is about. Uh. In that little rant I just had about um. Monetization and rumble, etc. You know, by the way, if you are joining us on Twitch or if you check out these replays, I do have a few subscribers. Uh, I'm so learning to get into that 
Because, you know, people who usually have Twitch, they're like, oh, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for throwing bits. Thank you for whatever and, and acknowledging people in the comments. And I do have some subscribers that actually pay to whatever the subscription thing, whatever it is. Thank you for following and uh, subscribing over at Twitch. In case I haven't said it before, I mean, I, I need to say thank you. Also, on the um, podcasting side of our show... Uh, we have some uh, people who subscribe on a monetary basis uh, monthly over there. So thank you guys as well, because I don't think I have actually acknowledged that. I need to thank those who support, just like all of the great uh, people and friends over at uh, Foxhole and at Pilled who are always so generous with their donations. In fact, thank you, Relanon, for uh, kicking it off with 117 gold pills before we even went on the air. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you more than you know. I saw you in there, Aurelius Locke. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Aurel and on. Tam Grell, hello, Angel. How you doing? Deplora Laura, good to see you over there on the foxhole side. 123SKG, Skeeter Burke. Good evening, Miss Skeeter Burke, with her wacky, wacky tobacco on a Tuesday. <laughs> Who smokes wacky tobacco on a Tuesday? Come on, wait till the weekend at least. Anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, Skeeterberg says, don't get me confused. It's April 5th. It's because it's an April 4th Monday. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting the stupid X-Split uh, insignia watermark to be. Uh, that's what this update was about. That's why it was so quick. I was like, they better not make me uh, restart my entire computer here. Because then I'm going to be like 15 minutes behind. And uh, indeed they didn't, because all they wanted to do was put their darn watermark right on the main stage there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm certain someone back at XSplit is just laughing right now. They're just like, ha ha ha, he tried, but he's not going to be able to get away with a free product illegally for long. It's okay, ladies and gentlemen. It's quite fine. It's quite fine. It's quite fine. Um... What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. On the podcast side, guys, I can say this now. Hooray. Uh, I was able to delete enough old episodes. Don, don, don. That I was able to start uploading some of the newer episodes. I don't know how long this delete, not delete relationship is going to happen over at Anchor. And I, you know, we don't have a vast audience over at Anchor, but um, I need something that offers more space. You know, I need more memory. I need more storage uh, because I, I mean, you, I do this daily as much as possible. And then, of course, uh, extras. So uh, it, it tends to it tends to get pretty quickly loaded and, uh, you know, stuff like that right there then and now. And don't you know, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, anyways, we were able, I, we, why do I say we? Cause I'm a twin. I was able to get, um, um, you know, some of our ep episodes uploaded. We're, we're almost caught up. We're about an episode behind, not including tonight. Uh, I also uploaded um, Mr. C in the Dark episode number 68, which is the Contangi Brown pedo protector uh, pedo empathizer, excuse me, not protector. She doesn't protect them, but she empathizes with them. But let, let's let's be realistic here. She gives them lighter sentences, so uh, you know she treats them like their family, basically, right? You know, Contangi Brown Jackson, um, and it still looks like uh, it still looks like Mittens Romney and uh, Lisa Murkowski 
have not read any of the uh, cases that she ruled on. They haven't read the disgusting abuse and exploitation and um, torture that these kids have gone through. I mean, from what I understand, and I am not by any means trying to be so speculative, from what I understand, I mean, uh, Mittens Romney enjoys choking the children whenever he gets a chance to. So uh, that's that's what I understand. I don't know that as a fact. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying Mittens Romney's likes to choke little girls out whenever he's raping them or whatever. But what I am saying is I've heard it. Okay, I'm not saying it's true. I'm not calling Mittens Romney a child choker. I mean, if he's got his mittens on, would they ever know it was him anyways? So uh, that was pretty dark. Sorry, guys. It's not uh, yet midnight yet, so we shouldn't get that dark. Um, and uh, let's see here. So we got that covered. Uh, uh, anchor.fm slash the C report. We're still building our audience over there, uh, which basically means if you uh, listen to podcasts, uh, whatever platform you listen to it on, if you just search for the C report, you could help our audience grow too. So I always give out the call letters for uh, anchor.fm slash the C report because that's our home base for the podcast. But really, if you have Spotify, if you have uh, Go Ogle podcasts, if you have Apple podcasts, uh, you know, the biggest platforms uh, that we're not yet censored and or banned on, uh, just search the C report. Or you might even have to search it under my name, Michael Aaron Kosseris, and you can find it that way. Probably a whole lot easier than the C report. Because if you search the C report, you're going to get like the X-22 report. You're going to get the Z report. You're going to get the, uh, the, the, the communist report. You're going to get all of these other reports before you find the C report. So you might as well just search it with my name, Michael Aaron, two A's, Kosseris, two S's. And uh, it, it probably be much easier that way. Connie Ketchup says, hello, everyone. I just saw something that has been right in front of our faces. I cannot believe I did not see. And um, Connie Ketchup, well, it looks like Connie Ketchup, the suspense is building. Rain wants to know, tell us, Connie. Tell us, Connie. I need to catch up. <laughs> That's pretty good, Rain. That's pretty good. And welcome to the audience. I think I've seen you here a couple times before. CJM61 is in the house. Good evening, uh, CJM. And uh, Connie Ketchup very cryptically says, Stu Peters and Dr. Artis watch the water. I don't know, Connie Ketchup. Uh, I would have, I need to do a dig on him. I've just heard too much about Mr. Peters over there. Uh, and, and he kind of reminds me, he kind of has the same energy as Nick Fuentes, you know, like, uh, paid opposition energy anyway. But, you know, I, I totally agree with a lot of what he says about Vernon Jones, I must say, but, uh, that's only because I read articles that had nothing to do with his broadcast, right? Anyways, so there's that ladies and gentlemen, um, the watch the water thing, like that is just, uh, Connie Ketchup. I gotta be honest. Watching the water has gotten pretty overplayed. I mean, especially when the water could mean so many different things. Uh, um, do, do they literally mean water? I don't know. I don't know enough about that life to know, ladies and gentlemen, to know. Anyways, uh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Was it you, Tam Growl? Or was it oh, Miss Keeter Burke sent me over uh, some video on how to work out my core? 
So this way I will have a strong back, which honestly I think is probably the, uh, the easiest way. Uh, not, maybe not so easy if you've got, you know, a potato sack around your belly like I do and you don't like to work out all the time. <laughs> Maybe not so easy, but the easiest way to ensure that your back remains intact is to have a strong core, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, I've seen even the flabbiest, softest people who do yoga and they don't seem to have back problems. I mean, I don't know how they stretch into those positions. I speak from experience, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not being a jerk. Um, uh, when I say I speak from experience, I mean from watching these people. Okay, I don't do yoga. <laughs> Although, you know, when my back went out, I was given a lot of uh, good advice and, and a lot of helpful, um, um, helpful uh, uh, pointers and suggestions uh, to, uh, you know, everything from, uh, from um, uh, essential oils that can be imbibed to exercises, core exercises to uh, stretching and etc. So thank you all. Ladies and gentlemen, who sent me all of those suggestions uh, when I was talking about the pains of my back. I'm almost good, okay? You know, the, the thing about it is there was this one day that I was standing uh, doing something. Uh, okay, yeah, I was standing doing my business, right? And I just heard a like, in my back. And I was like, what? The? I was like, oh, you know, I almost fell into the toilet. And like... <laughs> And I was just, you know, it was, it was, I was like, I wasn't even doing anything. And there was a crack in my back, lower back, right? Pain, pain. Uh, and then it kind of just felt like my muscles were so knotted up. Like they were like pulling my spine, like to the side. That's, that's, you know, probably more information than you need, but, uh, what it is, I probably need to stretch. Right. And I probably could stand to lose a couple of inches around my belly. It only happens if it's not because of my kicker wallet in my right butt pocket. It's because my belly has just gotten far too big, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let us see what else is going on since I started off with such a, a rush of energy this show. Uh, let me see what else is going on in chat so we can get into the thick of things. Like I said, I was trying to get here earlier than 8.30. I really wanted to go on probably about 7-ish, right? 7 p.m. Central. Uh, I mean, I saw that there's just a whole onslaught of, uh, if you're over at the foxhole.app anyways, there's a whole onslaught of shows coming on starting at the 9 o'clock hour. I just didn't feel like competing for uh, attention. Uh, but, you know, it, it's not about that anyways. If you want to hear what we've got to share, you're going to be here, right? Okay, so let's see what we got here. Tam Growl says, good, you're back. Oh, yes. Connie Ketchup says, is the snake in the water the COVID? Oh, that's too many variations at this point, Miss Connie Ketchup. The virus. Well, I thought the virus was the shot heard around the world, Connie Ketchup. Get it? The shot heard around the world. Anyways, everyone was like, no, that's whenever they try and assassinate JFK Jr. Wait, he's back. Wait, is he back? I don't know. I don't know. Did Q ever talk about JFK Jr.? As anyone who knows, just answer me that question. Did Q ever talk about JFK Jr.? The virus. Just out of curiosity. I'm not putting anyone on the spot. I'm not putting... I'm just wondering if, if anyone who follows Q knows whether or not he ever talked about JFK Jr. Or devolution. 
Although I think devolution is highly probable. Tam Growl, thank you for gifting the can. I appreciate you, hun. And uh, uh, every message between Connie Ketchup's The COVID and Tam Growl's The Can, I apologize, but my screen just restarted and I lost all of that conversation. Hey, Classical Chick, how's it going? Sergeant Sparky, what's up, sir? Um, he says, hashtag wacky tubacky. <laughs> <laughs> he also said something up there earlier about letting it go or something. What are you talking about, Sergeant Sparky? You're like the foxhole little spy, aren't you? Like, anyway, <laughs> I saw you taking pictures of my audience the other night. You think I didn't see that? Nah, I'm just playing with it, Sergeant Sparky. I love your horses, by the way. They're beautiful. Um, let's see here. Uh, what else do we got? Bill Tech's in the house. What's up, Bill Tech? How you doing, sir? Good to see you, Bill Tech. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, Sherry Pittsburgh. Hey, good evening, Sherry Pittsburgh. How you doing tonight? Good to see you in the audience. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Skeeterberg says, um, the thumbnail for one of Stu Peter's rapper videos, he's showing the Illuminati sign. What do you mean rapper videos? Does Stu Peter rap? Stu Peter's raps. Are you serious? Is he getting into that game too or what? That's interesting. That's Stu Peter's rapper name, Focus. Oh, seriously? <laughs> really? He raps. I'm not, you know, I, you know, I write poetry. I'm not going to judge, okay? But I just, he seems kind of rigid to be a rapper. He should have done a little bit of, uh, he's, she should have done a little bit of a flow there at uh, Nick Fuentes's little, uh, little America First rally, right? He should have... Uh, he, you know, oh, you know why Stu Peters couldn't do a rap and flow at uh, Stu Fuentes' America First uh, little rally? Well, I say little. I don't have any rallies. I don't have any pro. So his big rally. Okay, let me let me make him feel like a big man. The reason why Stu Peters could not do any rap or flow at Nick Fuentes' America First convention is because then it wouldn't be a white supremacist convention because white men don't rap. Dun dun dun. Someone give me a dumb drum roll, okay? Anyways, okay, so... <laughs> Does he really rap? Are you pulling my leg? Are you pulling my leg? I really... <laughs> Are you... Miss Burke, Miss Burke, you know, I know, I know you're a wild one, Miss Burke. I've seen you. I've seen you in those pictures over at uh, <laughs> at the Worst Fest. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is just too funny. You are fu you are a hoot and a holler, ladies and gentlemen. Um, one two three SKG says, "Have you checked out an inversion table?" No. Is that, is that like where you like, you like hang upside down by your legs on like a, 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 a platform that teeter totters? Oh man, I would be like, you, did you ever see that commercial with the old man with like the huge gut that did it? And then he like flipped upside down. <laughs> that would be me. That would be me. Uh, Connie Ketchup says, I have had injections in my back. The big one, my L4 disc is herniated and now I have six in my neck. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, Connie Ketchup. Oh my goodness. May you be healed. Tam Grell says that yes, Q did talk about JFK Jr. Okay. Well, hey, I'm, 
I'm bought and sold then. How many of you guys think that Juan O'Savin is JFK Jr.? Hmm. Now, um... When, okay, so when we played that, um, when we played that documentary, um, just the tip, uh, which by the way, uh, many thanks to uh, Foxhole user Slug Trail, because uh, Foxhole user Slug Trail sent me the links. Well, he didn't send them to me. He posted them in the chat. Okay, but uh, he posted in the chat the links to part two of let. Uh, I was gonna say uh, let's eat cake. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Uh, uh, to um, uh, that uh, that uh, th- that documentary series. So we now have part two of just the tip. Let them eat cake, and uh, we have part three as well. So we'll be doing a watch party for the remaining of those. Um, regardless of everyone else is playing them already, it's okay. I don't care. I have a whole show and a whole audience that needs to see that stuff that hasn't seen it yet. So uh, we'll do that uh, very soon. Thanks again to Slug Trail for uh, popping those links in the chat. You know, that's the best thing. And now I'm talking to audiences outside of Foxhole and Pill.net. And maybe some of the content creators out there in the world should pay attention. Uh, One of the best things about the audience over at the Foxhole.app and Pill.net, aside from the fact that they're a lovely bunch of coconuts, is that there is such a wealth of information and shared knowledge in those chats. Now, if you go to a place like Twitch or some other place, I mean, really, it's it's really hit or miss one in 10 where you have really good conversation that is value added during a live stream. Otherwise, you got trolls, you got schizophrenics, you know, not that there's anything wrong with schizophrenics. You know, I've broken bread many times with a schizophrenic, uh, but um, all I'm saying is, Uh, They're golden people, ladies and gentlemen, and you too can be one of those golden people if you go and make a free membership over at the foxhole.app and pill.net. And uh, yeah, so there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Connie Ketchup says, the injection in my neck for the same thing I know, trust me, I've been in pain for months. Yeah, yeah, why? I mean, I don't know what the heck's going on. I hope my gut did not herniate my disc or anything like that. Uh, Deplora Laura says Q said that JFK Jr. is dead. Hmm. So if Q said that JFK Jr. is dead. Oh, wait, wait. Bubble. Hey, Bubbles. What's up? Then Bubble says, yes, Q did talk about JFK, but not as Jr. Oh, but, 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 oh, I have to ask the question to that one, Bubbles, though. Is that, did, is there anywhere in the Q scriptures that, uh, confirms that he was not speaking as JFK as Junior because JFK is dead, the daddy, so that makes Junior no longer a Junior, but, uh, you know, the daddy, right? Um, or is was that we who speculated that, is what I have to ask about that. Who, did, did JFK specify that, or did we surmise that? Did we see that in the tea leaves? I'm just, you know, I'm trying to suss some stuff out for myself, about this whole, because, you know, I got into Q late, 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 late. Like, it was like, like 
2020, you know, when I found out about Q, because I had my own methods of waking up, right? And uh, so by the time I got into it, everyone was already talking about JFK Jr. Everyone was already talking about uh, the military and devolution. And everyone was already talking about all of these mythos, you know, um, uh, that go along with this journey of uh, Q awakening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so I, I, you know, if I were to hear someone talking about Wano Sabin or uh, Jasara Nasara or any of that stuff, I assumed that this was all part of the Q, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, anthology catalog, you know, the whole back backlog of Q stuff. Come to find out it isn't. Come to find out that Q never talked about a lot of this stuff. Um, and, and a lot of people who took Q and ran with it started creating their own mythologies and then just people listened and, and respected who they were listening to regardless of their uh, origin. And now this is, this is where we are today. Uh, but apparently JFK Jr. was never part of the Q canon. I don't know. You tell me, guys. I have no idea. I, I don't really follow Q. You know, I, I mean, uh, you know what I do like about it, though, is that Q did say that the news would unlock the map or something like that. Right. The news would unlock Q. Right. And I figured, you know, that's what my role will be. Someone who is kind of outside of the whole Q thing, although I respect it. You know, um, I'm just going to share the news with you guys and, and hopefully that will help in some of the digging. Right. You know, I don't know. Uh, that's all I could say about that, really. Um, let's see, what else do we got in here? Uh, uh, well, Aurelius Locke says no. And I'm assuming he's saying no to the JFK and the Q scriptures, right? Bubble says, yes, he was a rapper and a bounty hunter. <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything else about Stu Peters. Okay. <laughs> If he was a bounty hunter, I think I have said enough, ladies and gentlemen, don't you? Don't you look up focus. Uh, I just, you know, it would be so funny if he spelled it with a PH. <laughs> it would be so funny if he spelled it with a PH. And you know what? He should have rapped at Nick Fuentes's uh, America First um, uh, uh, program, okay? We'll call it that. We'll call it that. I just, I just don't, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to respect someone that, that just uh, uh, took that and ran with it. Anyways, okay. <clears throat> you will not look at Stu Peters the same way. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm the same way now, Connie Ketchup. I make sure anything in my back pocket is no thicker than a millimeter, ladies and gentlemen. No thicker than a millimeter. Um, let's see here. What else is... It looks like I'm causing a little bit of a stir asking these Q questions. Uh, I've never... Yeah, the inversion table thing. <laughs> um... Connie Ketchup says he's not JFK Jr. We've seen him. Uh, well, yes, we have. I actually got to see uh, Wano Saban in person. I thought he looked a lot more like Ted Cruz in that cowboy hat and those cowboy boots and that uh, sloppily untucked, tucked in shirt 
then, you know, for driving around in a car that expensive, tuck your shirt in, boy, anyways, um, he looks a lot more like Ted Cruz, but, but my point was, whenever we, this is the whole reason why I brought up uh, Just the Tip, uh, is because when we were watching that uh, documentary, Just the Tip, uh, they showed um, um, they showed a segment of JFK Jr. talking about a poem that was written uh, by some pedophile in his George magazine, and I thought that his voice sounded rather similar to Wano Sabins. Okay. Uh, but then again, some people believe that, uh, you know, the grandchild of Rothschild is also Tom Hanks, and there's like a 20 or 30 year difference there. But, you know, I mean, you know, if you get penis, penis facials and you drink the blood of babies, I guess you can pass for 20 at 50. I guess. I don't know. I've never tried it. I couldn't tell you. But uh, maybe someday all of that darkness will be brought into the light. You know, that's another thing that I was thinking about. You know, we're talking about um, we're talking about uh, um, uh, what is that word again? Uh, you know, language type language language. No, uh, um, semantics, ladies and gentlemen. The whole phrase "dark to light." I mean, if you look at it. The way we look at it, it makes perfect sense. But if you look at it semantically speaking, you're bringing the darkness into the light. You're bringing darkness to the light. I don't know. I mean, it could be it could be seen reverse is kind of what I'm saying if you look at it a certain way. So I've kind of been like looking at, I've been looking at all of these things, especially when we're looking at these uh, documentaries about symbolism and the usage of words and the way they're put in their order and the phrasing of it. And, you know, probably the entire English language was created to be uh, was created to be a, a spell that turns and inverts everything. Right. Anyways, I don't know. I'm getting a little woo woo here. Apologize. Apologize. Um, let's see here. Um, Deplore Laura says, no, no, and heck no, not JFK. <laughs> Some people say that. Some people say Wano Savin's JFK Jr., right? Uh, Wano Savin might even believe he's JFK Jr. I don't know. Connie Ketchup, were you at that uh, event in um, Las Vegas whenever Wano Savin uh, made his first appearance? Anyways, uh, Bill Tech says, my two worst back issues. First one was flushing the toilet. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay, I could sympathize with your comment, even though I don't know where it's going. Uh, he says, was flushing the toilet. Don't know what happened. Had the same little snappy snap and pinched nerve. Well, okay, I am sorry I laugh. Okay, Bill Tech, I am not... Um, I'm not chiding your back pain. Trust me. I feel you. The reason why I laugh is because, and guys, this is going to be TMI. Okay. This is going to be TMI. So get ready. Are you ready? TMI. But the pain has been to, uh, the pain and the lack of mobility has been to a point to where it's really hard to get back there. You know? <laughs> oh, you see, I'm so humble anyways. Okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I think we're flying off the handle now, right? And not the uh, not the toilet bowl handle. Um uh, let's see here. Second one was lifting a garage door open, same thing. Oh, got pill. You know, I'm getting just psychosomatic reading your comments, sir. Uh thank you so much for gifting the cookie, Sherry Pittsburgh. Thank you so much. Uh Bubble says correct. 
What are we what are we correct about? Oh, Bounty Hunter? Yeah, I ain't gonna talk about Stu Peters no more. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, because JFK is not alive. Yes, yes, that is but that's what I'm saying is that is that something that we inferred ourselves, or is that something that someone we trusted inferred, or is that something that is true on a technicality? I don't know. Anyways. Um yeah, Con, uh, Sherry Pittsburgh is laughing out loud so much that she actually put laughing out loud. No LOL here, Sherry Pittsburgh. Okay, she went the extra mile and filled in the acronym. Okay, yeah, no surgery, thank you. There is a video where Robert K. answers um, the question by touching his nose. Oh, well, you know, I also saw a video a long time ago about the last issue of George magazine. And I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. It talked about Hillary Clinton getting arrested. It talked about time travel. It talked about resurrection. You know, I talked about a whole lot of things that really add up to today. Uh, and, and that actually was my selling point. I was like, JFK Jr. is alive. Look at George magazine number 38 or whatever it was. I was like, he's alive. By gosh, by golly, JFK Jr. is alive, lady. But you know, at this point, I think that, um, we as civilians need to ensure that we are meeting up to our part of the bargain. Okay. We can't just leave the military or any of these special ops hanging with uh, nowhere to pass the baton to, we need to live up to our end of the bargain at having a, uh, a constitutional republic, which means we got to do stuff ourselves. We can't just sit back and wait for JFK Jr. to uh, um, um, come riding on a white horse in a cloud, not to be blasphemous in any manner speaking. But that's kind of what it's gotten to the point to, you know, People are waiting for the military with their their white tank in the sky to come on a cloud. And people are waiting for JFK Jr. to be riding beside him with Wano Savin in a golden Corvette behind them. And and who Lord knows who else, you know. Uh, we need to do the work ourselves. And, uh, and that's the point, I think, of Q. Even though I got into the no of Q very late in the game, I think that that is the point, right? to wake a lot of people up and to activate a lot of awakened people up. Okay. Activate them. <coughs> Anyways, great conversation. Hello, awakened mom. Welcome. Welcome into the chats. Good to see you as well. Uh, let's see here. Yep. Connie Ketchup says we don't know cause lies are plentiful, right? And you know, this is the craziest time to be alive, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know it. There's been such a flush of information that we have to wade through and discern through and to figure out. It is, it is wild, ladies and gentlemen. These times are wild, like so wild. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Everyone has done other things before this movement, says Connie Ketchup. Yep, yep, yep. Especially if we've been in the game for a minute. Uh, I don't think Stu Peters wants it widely known that he used to be a rapper. Skeeter, you know, but Skeeter Burke, the whole fact that Stu Peters used to be a rapper kind of sells the idea to me that he might be paid opposition. I'm just saying, like, obviously he 
failed somewhere else, so they inserted him somewhere else. You know, people are going to say the same thing about me, right? They're going to be like, look, you're a failed writer and poet. <laughs> so you started talking about news and politics, you sell out. You paid opposition. You know, actually, actually, I'm not surprised. Well, I'm not surprised. I am surprised. I am surprised that no one has ever told me, oh, you're gay. You must be part of the Lincoln Project. Oh, you're probably a paid opposition from the Lincoln Project, Mr. C. I'm surprised no one has thrown that at me yet, honestly. Or if they do, they do it behind closed chat rooms. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Which is fine by me. I don't care. It's not my business what people think about me anyways. I'm just saying that is, uh, that's funny. I'm surprised no one has, has tossed that my way. But then again, I mean, no one knows who I am. So that's perfectly fine. I'm perfectly fine hiding out in the light, light, the well-lit shadows over here at the foxhole.app and pill.net. And with my, uh, with my, uh, my, uh, my humble audience on all other platforms, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, we, we are getting, um, new, new subscribers over at Rumble. Uh, you know, we're getting a handful every week. So that's good. Like we're getting, you know, a few, a few to a handful every week. Uh, it keeps growing, you know, but, but I would say, Hey, if you have the Rumble app and you follow and you subscribe to the show over there, just scroll down Mr. CTV and click all of the, uh, thumbs ups. <laughs> So this way I can get some more visibility because um, we're pretty timely here. We're pretty timely here at the Sea Report, as I've said, even though I've already spent an hour just uh, totally hanging out with you guys as if though I don't have a full show tonight. Okay, <laughs> we have a full show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I am just saying Deplore Laura says I don't trust Stu or Juan. You know what, Deplore Laura? Follow your gut, my friend. Follow your gut. Um... And that's all I can say about that because, uh, you know, that's, that's what I try and do as much as I can as well. Uh, Connie Ketchup, who knows psychological warfare, that's what it's all about. That's why you gotta, you gotta sharpen that gut, you know, you can't have it flabby and weak like mine. You gotta have that discernment. But these are things that we already know here in this audience. Uh, Sturgis55 says, yes, it will all be brought into the light. I like that, Sturgis, and welcome into the chat room, my friend. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Skeeterberg says, Stu went off on Vernon Jones, rightly so, but then I saw him throwing the Illuminati sign. That was all I needed, right? Right? Uh, Yeah, he did go off on Vernon Jones. He sure did. Stu Peters is controlled opposition, in my opinion, says Skeeter Burke, just like Janine Pirro. Whoa, I don't know. Hey, stop it. Reply. (laughs) Hold on. I turned on the automatic reader. How do I turn this off? Okay, (laughs) turn it off. Shush, shush. How do you pause read aloud? Okay, sorry, guys. I apologize. Um, okay, uh, where are we at before? We, we got to get into tonight's show, guys. Uh, we, we, we're, already, we're already an hour in. Uh, 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 Skeeter Burke says, Peters is controlled opposition, in my opinion, just like Janine Pirro. And what's her name? Uh, uh, Marie, Maria Bartiromo. Mar- Bartiromo. You know, uh, Janine Pirro. I used to like Janine Pirro until I saw her turn on um, Americans during the J6 false flag riots at the Capitol. When I saw her scold all of the, what, 1.7 to 2.5 million people that were present on the wash at, as if though all 1.7, if all 1.7 to 2 million people had stormed that Capitol 
But let's just say there would not be a capital, okay? There would not be a capital, but she scolded all of them. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't with her. At that point, I was done with Janine Pirro. I was done with her. I was like, sorry, Janine, it's time to hang it out to dry. Uh, Bartiromo, um, all I know about Bartiromo is she is supposedly, and I haven't looked at this myself, so if you guys have the reference, you're welcome to drop it, but that Bartiromo uh, is known to have worked for and with and uh, as a subject of, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Klaus Cotton Schwab over there at the World Economic Forum. So yeah, you know. Sturgis 55 says that there's nothing controlled about him, Stu. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he does good report. I've, I've never really watched his show, but I have always seen clips of like his interviews, really. I, I mean, when it comes to other people's shows, usually interviews are what it is that I will watch for the information, you know. Uh, he went pretty hard on Maria Zach, Stu Peters did. He went pretty hard on Maria Zach and that Frenchman that she, that French billionaire she's working with. Uh, but you know, uh, he had, I mean, that, that's not without good reason. You know, uh, the claims that the Frenchman was making, you know, you, and plus he could not even offer any evidence of his claims for as hefty as they were. I could understand why someone would, you know, dig a little bit deeper under the skin than, uh, normal. Uh, so I wouldn't fault Peters for that, but you know, yeah. So anyways, uh, <laughs> laugh or you will cry. That's what my mom used to say. Oh, you're laughing now, but you're going to be crying later. <laughs> okay. That's not the same thing anyways. Okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, thanks for the cookie. It takes a little TMI to get a cookie out of Sherry Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, oh, Skeeter Burke. I'm so sorry to, to hear that. It's not a Tuma. No, just kidding. I'm Skeeter. I love you, Skeeter Burke. I am not making fun. Okay. I'm not making fun. But she says uh, before her surgery, it hurts to cough and push out. Oh, okay. I'm not going to read that, Skeeter Burke. Okay. <laughs> we abstain from toilet humor here at the Sea Report. Okay. Even though we've made a lot of jokes around the uh, toilet bowl today, we do. <laughs> CJM, thank you for the 100 gold pills, buddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, there's your TMI. Okay, <laughs> Skeeter Burke. Well, as long as you can laugh about it, maybe it's okay for me to say it's not a Tuma. It's not a Tuma. Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 my goodness. You guys are out of control tonight. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I'm laughing out loud right now. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yes, Sturgis, exactly, Sturgis says, we need to get up and save our country ourselves. This is what I'm talking about. If you guys have ever listened to a, uh, a, a, a content creator, a live streamer, a podcaster address or, or read the chats on any other platform besides a platform like P 
foxhole.net or the foxhole.app, you do not get this much gold, guys. You do not. And I'm not talking about the gold pills. You do not get this much gold, okay? <laughs> there is so much information and there's so much general goodwill and fervor. Uh, it's just great, okay? <laughs> it's just amazing. You guys are amazing, okay? You guys are amazing. If it hadn't been for that petrol-based uh, medication I took before the show, I would probably be hurting from as much laughing as I'm doing right now. But at the same time, I'm working out my core by laughing. So thank you, guys. You're doing my exercising for me, okay? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear. Uh, see, a lot of us are in the same boat here. Awaken Mom, uh, Bill Tech, uh, 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 Connie Ketchup. Uh, we all have the back. Uh, Skeeterberg. <laughs> but no, yes, we have to save the country ourselves. We cannot leave them hanging when they are ready to pass us the fire, ladies and gentlemen. We have to be ready and prepared for it, ladies and gentlemen. We can't just leave them hanging after all this hard work that they have done behind the scenes to ensure that they have fooled the world and America into believing that that is Joe Biden alive and uh, unwell. <laughs> alive and unwell. <coughs> and, and to show America and the world exactly how bad this could be, um, uh, we have to be there ready to receive, right? We have to be on point with them and they need to know that we're on point with them they need to know that we are cognizant and aware and we are ready to um move the mission forward in the restoration of our republic ladies and gentlemen now with that said because uh i have just spent an hour of my life that i will always cherish with you guys right now <laughs> You guys are crazy, okay? Oh my goodness, I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At thecreport.com, you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecreport.com. That's www.thecreport.com. And be sure to follow us on our social medias, Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, Clout Hub, and Pill.net. Um, okay, just had to do that technical thing. I had to reset my clock here so that this way uh, we can move forward. We've got to move forward, guys. We have a full show. I know everyone's going to be like, ah, we don't want to hear about news. <laughs> We want to talk and hang out. I'll try and make it as painless as possible. Uh, we have a few, uh, we have a couple of Trump statements to go through. One of us, we're going to have to go into the way back, back machine, right? The way back, way back, back machine. How does that go? Way, way back machine. Uh, we're going to have to travel back in time to March 30th, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> to read this statement that President Trump made. In fact, you know, I should probably I should probably get the good president on the screen. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not the good president. OK, <laughs> that is not the good president either. Oh, my goodness. I have just you see X split what you did to my show. OK, <laughs> you 
So there's the good president. Okay. There is the good president on the screen here and now, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to have to go. We're going to have to travel back in time to March 30th, 2022, to read the words from the desk of President Donald J. Trump, because we will definitely be talking about a story of that time, ladies and gentlemen, as it pertains to today. And in other news, well, you know, let's just get into it, guys. Why, why preface and be so, uh, what is the word, pretentious about it? Let's just jump into it, right? We don't need to be pretentious. Daddy always said an ounce of pretension is worth a pound of manure. Right? Okay, that's number one. Okay, so let's see what President Trump had to say on March 30th, 2022. And now we did not read this uh, statement on purpose because we knew, I say we, because I knew I need to learn to say I, I am one person (laughs) Uh, because I knew full well that the day would come when I would be doing a full show on this topic. Okay. And that's why I, uh, that's why I resigned myself not to read the statement on the date and time as put forward by the good president, ladies and gentlemen. So it says here now, breaking news, breaking news. Wow. Just out that the 2016 Clinton campaign and the DNC paid the FEC today for violating the law by failing to disclose that their payments for legal advice and services to the law firm Perkins Cui was, in fact, a guise to hire numerous companies, all of whom are now named defendants in my lawsuit, to try and take down and illegally destroy your favorite president, me. This was done to create, as I have stated many times and is now confirmed, a hoax funded by the DNC and the Clinton campaign. This corruption is only beginning to be revealed to uh, us, is un-American, and must never be allowed to happen again. Where do I get my reputation back? (laughs) Who do I gotta pay to get my reputation back, right? Poor President Trump. Per, per President Trump, I'm telling you guys. So, you know, a lot of you people uh, out there um, uh, beyond the realms of certain platforms that I've been kind of like, you know, uh, uh, fawning over for the entire first hour of the show uh, may may not be aware of what's going on with uh, President Trump and, uh, you know, the Clinton campaign and the Durham investigation and etc. And that's why we're here at the Sea Report, because there's always that small chance that behind my shadow band and censored show, you might stumble onto it. And you might get some information that you did not know about. Now, if you are privy to such information, uh, then you probably know a lot about what's going on here. Obviously, the FEC fined the Clinton campaign, as well as the Democrat National uh, Committee, uh, for, uh, for some of these childish machinations that they have been, uh, that they have been uh, foisting upon President Trump 
uh, and his campaign, but but ba- basically upon President Trump himself, uh, to just totally try to ruin the man, uh, to make him Ill- ineligible to run for office or to be involved in politics, uh, period. So uh, we we will definitely be talking about... Uh, that tonight, there are some developments. We've got some litigation to go through, ladies and gentlemen. You know, uh, a lot of stuff is really busting through the seams, as it were, in regard to that story. And we're going to take you through it step by step here tonight at the Sea Report. I, I already foresee us being here for at least two more hours because we're also going to be talking about Hunter Biden's laptop from hell. This is also this is also a topic that we have talked about in the past, right? Before it got all popular again here at the Sea Report. Um, but I think our main focus for tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is not going to be on the, uh, the, the methamphetamine crack addiction, the, uh, prostitute and the, uh, pedophile, uh, activities. We're going to focus on, oh, and we're not even going to focus essentially on Hunter Biden's business dealings per se, right? We're not going to talk about a lot about Burisma. We're not going to talk a lot about China. We're not going to talk a lot about Russia. But what we are going to talk about is going to be exactly the counterpoint, the counter narrative that the shamestream, lamestream, fake news, legacy, mockingbird, propaganda, pedophile media, the fake news, what they, their point is, ladies and gentlemen, and their point, ladies and gentlemen, is that Hunter is in trouble. That's their point, okay? Their point is Hunter Biden done it. Hunter Biden did it with the rope in the library and uh, it was Hunter Biden, right? Okay, so, well, ladies and gentlemen, our point tonight is the counter to that narrative. The counter to that narrative is Joe Biden done it. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden profited from Hunter's business dealings. Joe Biden knew all about what Hunter Biden was doing, having him flying around on Air Force Two or sometimes on Air Force One to follow him around the world in his daddy's footsteps to set up backdoor deals with uh, international uh, entities in order to profit the Biden crime family syndicate. Ladies and gentlemen, that will be our point when we're talking about Hunter Biden and his laptop from hell. So I apologize if you were wanting to see any photos of a cracked out Hunter Biden with his bo- his soul leaving his body in one of his, uh, you know, uh, hazy, uh, drugged out adult moments, ladies and gentlemen. I've seen that footage, actually. It's, it's interesting. I mean, it, it, it can't be some type of videographer error, cinematographic type of blunder. When when you see like this blue soul of Hunter Biden, like leave his bot. Anyways, we're we're not, we're not going to talk about that tonight. Okay. That video footage exists. If you can find it, 
that you can believe me, okay? Uh, so we're going to talk about that tonight as well. And then finally, uh, we are going to get, it, we are going to suss our way through the John Durham indictments as there is more coming out from John Durham's investigations that has quite a bit to do with Michael Sussman. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, the pun was intended. <laughs> and so in that regard, we'll save that story. Uh, for the end of our show, we'll get to John Durham at the end. So, so viewer beware, you might see a swamp creature or two. Uh, definitely uh, a Hillary Clinton witch will be making an appearance in this here box, ladies and gentlemen. Right there. Yeah, right there. So uh, just so you guys know, and so you're aware, but that's why we saved this statement from the 30th. That's why I had to go back in time a few days just to show it to you guys. Okay. And then, uh, well, that's, that's what we'll be talking about. It's going to be uh, quite a fun night. And I lost half of my audience. No, just kidding. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're talking about that, Mr. C. Anyways. Okay. I'm just playing. I'm just a playing. Um, let's take a look at the second statement from President Trump. We'll be sharing with you guys today. This one's fun. I like this one. It says, and this is from today. Upton quits. Four down, six to go. Others losing badly. Who is next? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Another one bites the dust. Upton bites the dust. Fred Upton, one of the 10 senators who voted to impeach Donald Trump, thinking that they had such influence in the halls of Congress that everyone would follow suit or that they would be uh, declared the heroes of the GOP rhino establishment, all of which are about 98% of every single elected Republican in office right now, okay? But Fred Upton a member of the band of brothers, a member of the band of losers, a member of the band of losers whose family also ridicules them and criticizes them and jides after them because of their idiotic decision, which was equivalent to political suicide, to uh, vote to impeach the most popular president ever to be in the White House, sitting in the Oval Office, in the history of this country. And I don't think that I am uh, being uh, dramatic by saying that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm pretty sure I'm on par. I mean, for crying out loud, despite his, uh, despite his uh, failures or improprieties, which I think may amount to, I don't know... Um, the victor penning the quill in the book of history. I'm talking about Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson was my favorite president until President Trump came around. That is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe history, as it is largely fictional at this point, will show to us uh, that maybe he had nothing to do with the Trail of Tears. 
Maybe they made that story up so that when we talked about Andrew Jackson in the history classes, we would focus on the Trail of Tears and we would not focus on the Trail of Tears of the central bankers who got their butts summarily kicked out when he refused to reauthorize their documents for central bankhood here in this country. And that's going all the way back into the 1800s, ladies and gentlemen. But yes, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, President Trump, I think, is uh, most definitely, most definitely the most popular president that's ever existed. And not just because the population of America is greater than it has ever been before. It's because, let's face it, guys, he is ladies and gentlemen but john upton i mean sorry fred upton not john upton fred upton one of the band of uh one of the band of brothers i made this fun graphic i was so fun to finally be able to add a, a, an x over him <laughs> bye bye fred upton so uh, i've been keeping score i need to put this on my website the com. I need to put this on my website now that I have it here. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Skeeter Burke, or was it Skeeter Burke or Tam Growl? Tam Growl, there's Peter Meyer, okay? You guys remember Peter Meyer? You remember President Trump was talking about Peter Meyer in Michigan? This rhino senator that voted to impeach him? That's the man right there. I told you he was a ginger from hell. I was not just making it up, okay? <laughs> So there's Peter Meyer. So now you guys can put a face to the name. You guys can put a face to the name. So we have to vote for John Gibbs, ladies and gentlemen. John Gibbs, the charismatic man who is going to go against Peter Meyer in the District 3 race in Michigan. Ladies and gentlemen, in case you guys needed to see the face, that is Peter Meyer. This is the man that President Trump was haranguing at the rally this past Saturday, okay? He is one of the 10. He is one of the 10. So we still got Liz Cheney. Uh, was that Lizard Liz Cheney? We got uh, Jamie Herrera Butler. We got Dan Newhouse. We got Peter Meyer, Tom Rice, and David Valadeo left to go, guys. So let's see what happens. I'm pretty sure Liz Cheney is going to get beat out uh, by uh, uh, her competitor. Hey, what was her name? Hagman. Hagman over there um, in, uh, in in their state. Was that what? What were you at? You know, you guys know Wyoming. It's right in front of my face. Okay. Uh, so what was her name? Susie Hagman. Anyways, Hagman. Yeah, I know that's her last name for sure. Okay. Uh, Dan Newhouse and Jamie Herrera Butler are both from Washington, guys. Terrible Washington state right there. Tom Rice, South Carolina, does this man stand a chance? I don't think he does in that state, okay? I want John Gibbs to take out Peter Meyer so bad, guys. I want John Gibbs to take out Peter Meyer so bad. And then David Villadeo, well, it's, I mean, California is just so corrupt and they cheat so much. I don't know that they stand a chance, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try leaving... <laughs> you see me playing with it, guys? I'm going to try leaving that. Even though XSplit, that little XSplit sign is there and it's just driving me crazy. I'm going to try leaving it on. Okay. Let me just move the C report over. 
So this way, it's, it's almost as if I intended the XSplit sign to be there, because I use XSplit for free, okay? I use it for free, okay? To all you hater live streamers out there that want to find a reason to make fun of my show, there, okay? <laughs> okay, all right, let's see what we got. We got an article here to share with you guys about Fred Upton. Let's see what it says, guys. It says, GOP Representative Fred Upton, who voted to impeach Trump, will not seek re-election. Upton becomes the fourth GOP representative to vote for, oh, well, whatever, uh, vote for Trump's impeachment to bow out of running for re-election. Michigan uh, GOP representative, well, I kept on calling him a senator, my bad, guys. Fred Upton announced Tuesday he will retire from the House instead of seeking another term in the 2022 election cycle. Upton was one of 10 House Republicans who voted to impeach then, well, that, that's your words, not mine, just the news, then, pre, well, then optically speaking, maybe, you know, come on. We know whose side you're on, John Solomon. Anyways, He's trying to be, uh, he's trying to have, what is that called? Um, um, journalistic integrity for the times, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, uh, Upton was one of 10 House Republicans who voted to impeach then-President Donald Trump following the January 6th Capitol false flag riots. Can you at least put false flag in there, John Solomon? I mean, come on, John. Come on. You know it was a false flag. Come on. Anyways, uh, it says he joins the three other representatives in that group who have announced they will not be seeking re-election this cycle. Representatives Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio, John Katko of New York, and Adam Kinsinger of Illinois are also stepping back from public office. Upton, who has been in Congress since 1986, almost as long as I have been alive, ladies and gentlemen. He says his retirement decision is unrelated to his impeachment vote. Um, the former president endorsed Steve Cara, or Cara, yes, awesome, a challenger to Upton in the GOP upcoming primary. Redistricting in Michigan also put Upton into the same district as GOP representative Bill Huzenga, who is running again. Oh, like the Brillig was running and the mole rats out rain. I'm telling you guys, I could be a copy editor for all of these people. Do you guys see that? Can you see it? Can you see it? They misspelled running. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. I am having too much fun right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I almost should not be on the air but I am too bad. Okay. So, all right. Good to see Upton going. Good to see Upton going. I, I should have played the Rhino song for Upton, but you know what? He is now a figment of the past, ladies and gentlemen. So I don't think we need to worry about that man anymore. Let's talk a little bit about Hunter Biden's laptop from hell. Right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is about as seedy as we'll get with Hunter Biden tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This is about as seedy as we'll get with it. Uh, Connie Ketchup says uh, January 6th um, political assailant, right? Political, uh, uh, yeah, committed suicide. Very sad. Political prisoner. Yeah, that's terrible. Blood is on their hands, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in regards to uh, Pelosi and the Washington, D.C., uh, you know, uh, Guantanamo over there. Not good. Not good at all. 
Not good at all. One, two, three, SKG. We talked about uh, Trump endorsing Sarah Palin yesterday. I thought you were in the audience, hun. Anyways, uh, okay, so Hunter Biden's laptop from hell. By the way, I will be mailing out your stickers tomorrow. One, two, three, SKG. I apologize. It has taken so long. I'm going to throw something extra in there for you. Okay. All right, honey. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, Hunter Biden steps up from hell. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, there were a lot of people that were in the know of Hunter Biden's laptop from hell. I mean, you had people from the Gateway Pundit, to Tory Says, to uh, people who write for Breitbart that were talking about Hunter Biden's laptop I'm not even going to get myself concerned with who had it first and who put it out there first, etc., etc. Because after all, I am just a news spoken aggregator, okay? I just share the news. I don't make the news. Uh, and so I don't care if, you know, people are like, oh, well, I heard it first at the C report. You know, I've said that before. Okay, the only time I'll say something like that is you heard it at the C report is when I coin a nice turn of phrase, okay? Because I do believe in the importance of intellectual property, okay? So if I come up with a really cool, snazzy phrase or throw out an idea out there, I might say you heard it here first. But that's just because we also have a lot of lurkers that steal my ideas. But that's not the point, okay? That's not the point, okay? That's not the point. The point of the matter is when it comes to actual news, not just ingenious uh, types of, uh, of spoken word, um, that is, let's just get the information out, okay? Now, I could tell you where I first heard the information about Hunter Biden's laptop, but I don't need to tell you that because we're actually going to go over some articles from my said source in that regard in uh, just a bit. But uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to get caught up in this who said what first and who actually had the laptop first, etc. Uh, my understanding is, you know, uh, I, I think I know who did first. Right. And and it doesn't really matter at this point. The point is. The point is that um, we, we just need to share this information, right? We just need to get this information out there, okay? Now, I am going to make a few comments a little later on as we move along, but um, let's just see what we have to say. So my whole point with sharing this whole laptop with you guys and talking about it tonight is the fact that the mainstream, lamestream, shamestream, fake news, propaganda, legacy, mockingbird pedophile media, their whole slant on this right now is Hunter's the one who done it. Hunter did it. Hunter, he's the one with Burisma. He's the one who went to China. He's the one who went to Russia. He's the one who was uh, sneaking, uh, sneaking um, um, Ukrainian oligarchs and, and, uh, and bandits into Mexico uh, and, and whining and dining them in Chihuahua. It was all Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, who they also say is a crack addict and a schizo and out of his mind and a degenerate and who can't do this and who can't do that. And, and he's a failure at life and all he is is an addict and he'll always be a loser. So somehow they managed to put Hunter Biden Biden in the crack attic, uh, meth attic, uh, loser like boat. And they also managed to put him in the uh, ultra uber suave, um, you know, espionage, uh, super uh, mastermind criminal boat. Uh, do they do does the media only get one or the other or do they get both? You know, 
in the case of Hunter Biden, as we've seen uh, through his laptop and through the finance, through the paperwork of his business dealings, might actually have a foot in both of those boats. Now, the boats might be going like this and uh, yanking him apart at the seams, ladies and gentlemen, but he still has both of those feet in each boat. And he might even have a third leg, from what I understand, that could give him some balance, okay? So anyways, that's besides the point, all right? That's bes- we're not here to talk about the appendages of Hunter Biden, okay? We know where they are. They were hiding behind President Trump in the audience during the rally on Saturday, right? <laughs> you remember that, guys? Anyways, oh, wait, I think I was talking about that with uh, Deplora Laura, right? Weren't we talking about that on Saturday, Deplora Laura over at Twitch? Anyways, so... <laughs> Um, uh, so anyways, guys, so as we were saying, as we were saying, here we go. The point of the matter is what the media and what the White House would like you, the American, um, the American, uh, digester of news and information to believe is that, oh, good old daddy Joe Biden had nothing to do with it. Good old daddy Joe Biden did not know a damn thing about Hunter Biden and his business dealings. In fact, Hunter Biden and his business dealings uh, were just Hunter Biden's business dealings. Had nothing to do with the family. Now, back in, God, this must have been January or February of... 2021. God, has it been that long already? No, we weren't even on the air in January. Say, shut up, Mr. C. You were not even on the air in January. <laughs> we've been, Well, we've been on the air since February 2nd, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen of 2021. Sometime thereafter, we actually ran stories. And now I'm really going to be bothered and want to uh, figure out what episodes those were. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen. I could give you the episode number where we covered Hunter Biden and we read emails and we, uh, you know, we did the whole thing with uh, how Hunter, how uh, Joe Biden was receiving money from Hunter Biden. Now, the thing about it is, it's like, obviously, we hear, I hear at the C Report was not the only or the first to report that, obviously. Uh, we, had, uh, we had one of Hunter Biden's uh, business partners uh, interview on Tucker Carlson's show where he was like, I just need to come out and say that I did not do any treason because that's the implication that they're making of me. Now, that is like a, over a year ago, like that, that's like old news, ladies and gentlemen. So obviously this information was in the know and it has been known for quite some time. But just like the media wants us to believe that there are no Nazis in Ukraine, for some reason they want us to believe that Joe Biden had no business dealings 
happening with his son, that he was not profiting from his son's business dealings at all, that his son was not using his uh, bad name in order to secure business dealings with international entities. In fact, you know, uh, the whole big guy thing, uh, that came from that Hunter Biden, I mean, that, uh, that Hunter Biden's business associates uh, interview with, uh, with uh, Tucker Carlson, where it said the big guy gets 10% and uh, his brother gets, uh, gets another 10% etc. So uh, that's that's mainly that is mainly the point, ladies and gentlemen, about uh, some of the stuff that we're going to cover tonight, uh, right now, in regards to Hunter Biden, his laptop. Right, we're we're gonna we're gonna spare everyone the other gritty details about Hunter Biden's laptop and uh, some of the things that are now being found that have they've been these things have been known for so long. It's 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 quite ridiculous. These things have been known for so long. It is quite ridiculous, ladies and gentlemen uh chipmunk 45 thank you for gifting the shades uh chipmunk 45 says i can't imagine the childhood he endured and you know that's the ticket right there chipmunk 45 i'm glad that you say that uh because um if uh, okay take 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 ashley biden's uh diary for example okay uh, that that has also been confirmed as as being true, but but now the media is going to say no. Joe Biden never took a shower with his daughter and inappropriately touched her, and she never wrote about it. Right? Uh, that was a figment of Ashley Biden's imagination. That was her. That was her playmate named Daddy that took a shower with her and touched her and did those things. You see what I'm saying, guys? Like, how far is the shamestream, lamestream, fake news, legacy media gonna stretch the imagination of the sleeping American population? Like, how far are they gonna tug at their dreams and nightmares into forcing them to believe utter crap that could never be true because all of the evidence is discoverable, all of the evidence is being being related as being real and in the face, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? So, it's just... Thank, thank you for bringing that out, Chickman45, because these the, the children of the Bidens probably suffered a lot more than uh, any other people. And we're not taking sympathy on the devil, okay? We're not saying, oh, you know, you were abused by some kind of uh, a psycho, a sociopathic, psychopathic, uh, a, a, a pedophile, uh, a, what, what else would we call him? Uh, nymphomaniac, probably, uh, pro uh, probably the one that likes to do it with the dead people too. Like we're not, we're not going to say, oh, well, you went through so much, uh, you know, Hunter that, that we're, we're going to, we're going to just turn our cheeks to your, you know, your other things going on there. Okay. Um, we'll let the courts decide that. Okay. We'll let God decide that. That's not for me to judge. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, not for me to judge. Okay. Because, uh, because like Contange Brown Jackson, I might have too much empathy. I might be like Joe Biden messed his kid up so much that 
he thought it was okay to do all these things and it's not okay. Uh, the, the little bubble that these people live in is so dissociated from the norm of humanity that uh, they thought it was practically normal to smoke crack and sleep in your nephew's bed until he was hard. You know, like that kind of thing. Like, you know, that's just, we're, we're not going to go there. Okay. We're not going to go there. Okay. And you know what? Chipmunk45, thank you for the can, but he makes another good point. Says, no sympathy for the man hunter, right? Because as an adult, we know our right from wrong. uh, And uh, whether or not he was under duress, coerced, or in some type of, I don't know, um, uh... Uh, not contract, but in some in some way being controlled by his family. Um, um, what is that word that comes to mind? What is that word that comes to mind? Um, con, 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 cons, not conspirator. You know, you know, whatever Britney Spears went through. Um, conservatorship. Maybe he, I don't know. Maybe, was, was Hunter Biden under some type of conservatorship? I don't know. Because when you read some of the emails of Hunter Biden to his father um, or, or to people that worked in the White House or the Secret Service, etc., like it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like Hunter Biden really had control of all of that money. You know, I know I've read I've read an email or read a text of theirs where Joe Biden apologized to Hunter in regards to Hunter's addictions and, and, and said that he and his mother, uh, Joe Biden and Hunter's mother, that that was something that they had passed along to him. Okay. So, uh, all the, uh, all good points, all good points. Um, chickmunk 45. Thank you for, for saying that in the chat room there. But yeah, indeed, guys. So let's uh, let's take a little bit of a gander because now that this is this is widely known now, like now that it's official, no, everyone is not afraid to talk about it. Okay, now that for some reason the gatekeepers, known as the New York Times, came out and said, "Oh, by the way, it was real the whole time, confirmed." Uh, no one's afraid to talk about it, right? Now it's okay to talk about it, right? That's the thing that's so funny about it. Like, they got the green light. Oh, we can start to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop now. Well, if we can talk about Hunter Biden's laptop, we're going to talk about how Joe Biden is the one who benefited from his son's business dealings, okay? That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how this illegitimate president is involved in espionage and in conspiracy, and he is involved in uh, divesting the American people of all of their energy and their economic and financial security at the hands of people like Russia, China, and uh, Burisma Holdings. So, Ukraine, okay? And that's what we're going to talk about. If it's okay to talk about Hunter Biden and his laptop now, it certainly is okay to to put Joe Biden in the spotlight, ladies and gentlemen. And that's not to say that Congress is not moving on this. Uh, Someone in the chat room uh, had said that um, uh, Hunter Biden was before a grand jury. Now, I think it was you, 007 that said that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. 007 said that. He said, uh, 007, uh, you guys are talking too fast. Uh, 007 said Hunter is in front of a grand jury now. Okay. 
So, you know, and, and actually, I think I just heard, I think heard, I just read a news headline that said uh, they're thinking about putting Hunter in front of grand jury, which means, you know, we're probably like, I don't know, how, how far behind are we on the real news that's going on out there, right, guys? How far behind are we on the real news that's going on out there, ladies and gentlemen? What is this? Uh, what is this that you're putting, Mr. Relius Locke? Oh, Bubbles says that Hunter Biden was the mule. Yep, I can follow that. And uh, oh, Aurelius Locke is dropping Q posts. He says, do you believe it was a coincidence? Surgical removal of YouTube accounts occurred the same day as Hunter's drop. Welcome to the digital battlefield. Q drop number 4881. I swear one of these days I'm going to go read all of those Q articles and I'll be damned if I see something that no one else saw in there. Anyways, okay. Uh, So since it's okay to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop, we're going to talk about some of the articles that talk about Hunter Biden's family receiving payouts from uh, Hunter's, um, you know, uh, involvement in international and foreign business, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This article, Hunter Biden's depicted family payout mechanism further proved in Ron Klain's 2012 email. Okay, now here's another thing that we'll say. Uh, Hunter Biden's laptop has been available by, well, has been available by a few too many people. Now, my understanding is uh, there were quite a handful of people that had either a copy or an actual laptop. Now, from my understanding, there were also multiple laptops, okay? Not just one. Um, But uh, from my understanding, there were multiple, or there were at least a handful of people that, aside from the FBI, aside from those guys, right? There were a handful of people that actually had access to this laptop. One of those people made access available to the world, We'll talk about that in a little bit back in January, okay? So literally, you could access everything on Hunter Biden's laptop from the text to the, to the documents to the emails, everything except for the pedophile and pornographic images were made available to everybody. But this was back in January, right? Anyways, I found out about it too late to... Uh, have gotten my hands on it. It doesn't matter. Okay, so um, here we go. So let's take a look at this article real quick. This is actually from Brat Bart. Says, uh, evidence of Hunter Biden being involved in a long history of family payouts was further proved in the President Joe Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain's email to Hunter soliciting for money in 2012. So this is what I'm talking about right here. If Hunter Biden is, uh, is uh, emailing uh, Joe Biden's chief of staff for money, did Hunter Biden, what, where did all the money go that Hunter Biden made? You know, I'm pretty sure that at this point, Hunter Biden was already being used to fish for profit for the family in the name of the family, right? Uh, here is uh, what Klain wrote to Hunter about the need for $2,000 check. He said, hey, I have to take a tackle, I have to tackle a piece of unpleasant business um, and, uh, this says, uh, for preserving and furnishing the vice president's official residence located at U.S. Naval Observatory grounds, 
Hunter then emailed his business friend, Eric Sherwin. Now, Eric Schwerin, Schwerin, uh, this dude, if, uh, and we actually covered this um, uh, some months ago. We actually read these emails some months ago uh, where Eric Schwerin seemed to be the uh, middleman. I don't know, the go-to guy between finances. And uh, if I'm not, if memory serves, uh, this was also including um, uh, money that was to be paid out to like Joe and his brother, etc. Anyways, it says Hunter then emailed his business partner, Eric Schwerin, about Klain's request about whether Klain would accept a check from Hunter's law firm, Owasco. Klain's request for money supports Hunter's 2019 texts in which he depicted the Biden family's payout mechanism. The payout mechanism indicates a collection of 50% of familiar salaries for 30 years. So you guys remember this email, of course, right? Hunter Biden writes, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, or Joe, Corn Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary, okay? So Hunter Biden said that in 2019 to his daughter, the family's, uh, about the family's payment mechanism, okay? So apparently, uh, as we read, not just apparently, but as we read in those emails ourselves here at the C-Report, Hunter Biden seemed to be in charge of taking care of his parents' finances Um, so how could, you know, Big Joe not know about what the heck was going on? According to emails from Hunter, Hunter's laptop, Hunter paid Joe Biden's phone bill and various expenses while Joe Biden served as vice president. The New York Post reported while Joe was vice president, Hunter routinely paid at least some of his father's household expenses, including AT&T bills of around $190 a month. We know from an email on June 5th, 2010 with the subject. JRB bills to Hunter from Eric Schwerin, his business partner at Rosemont Seneca, that he was expected to foot hefty bills to Wilmington contractors for maintenance and upkeep of his father's palatial lakefront property. Joe's initials are JRB for Joseph Robinette. His middle name is Robinette. Are you serious? Robinette Biden. Oh, I did not know that, guys. Joseph Robinette Biden. Hey, Robinette. What's... <laughs> no wonder he's a pedophile. Anyways, the bills that June include... include The bills that June included... $2,600 to contractor Earl Downing for a stone retaining wall at Joe's Wilmington estate, uh, $1,475 to painter Ronald Peacock to paint the black wall and columns of the house, $1,239 to build Mike Christopher for repairs to their air conditioning at the cottage of Joe's late mother, Jean Mom Mom Biden, which was on his property and which he would later rent to the secret service for $2,200 a month. Guys, these are the exact emails, except we had the emails that we shared with you. These, these, this is the exact information I shared with you on the C-Report months ago. And that's not to my credibility. I'm just saying now they're talking about it. Well, people were talking. If I was able to talk about it months ago, you know, more important people were talking about it months ago, ladies and gentlemen, is all 
I'm saying, okay? Anyways, I'm not I'm not blowing up smoke uh, up my own keister here. Okay, so it says, uh, Hunter allegedly paid these bills while Joe Biden was making $250,000 per year as vice. So what was Joe doing with $250,000 per year? Hosting hot dog and pizza parties and, and pasta and red sauce parties with ice cream, the, the likes the world had never seen before. Jet setting around with Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, wait. Well, you know, I guess you, you know what? I forgot. I forgot. Joe Biden did not have to jet set with Jeffrey Epstein because his brother owned property on an island 10 minutes away from Jeffrey Epstein's island. And let's not forget, Ghislaine Maxwell could, uh, you know, take those submersible yachts. And that's probably what we're all, it's $100,000 per year membership to Ghislaine Maxwell's submersible yacht, uh, uh, Lolita uh, Funland, uh, where you can spend 10 days underwater and you won't be bothered and you can do whatever you want. Just make sure you clean up after yourself when you're finished with the pizza and the maps. Mm. Is that where Joe Biden's money's been going? I don't know, guys. I don't know the, uh, I don't know the street dollar amount of uh, adrenochrome back then, let alone these days. They say it's the most expensive drug on the market. Uh, you know, I don't need to know. Uh, just saying, where does $250,000 um, um, per year go, ladies and gentlemen? Where does that go? Why do you need your son to pay for all your stuff if you're making that kind of money? Joe Biden has denied knowledge or involvement in the Biden's family business scheme, but additional Schwerin emails to Hunter suggests Joe Biden knew of the Biden family business scheme and wanted his bills covered by the agreement. FYI, says, uh, let's see where this is coming from. Well, let's just read it. FYI, there are a few outstanding bills that need to be paid, and I am not sure which ones are a priority and which ones get paid out of my account and which should be put on hold or paid out to the Wilmington Trust Social Security check account. A Sherwin. Okay, is it Sherwin or Schwerwin? Because I'm seeing both spellings here. Okay, you see? Schwerwin. I was saying Schwerin, okay? Because that's what it says here. And, and, uh, and now all of a sudden it's Sherwin, okay? Make up your mind. Breitbart, which is it? Anyways, okay. All right, let's, okay. Did you see, you guys saw that, right? I'm Schwerin. Okay, that sounds funny coming out of my mouth, schwerin, but I was going with it, okay? <laughs> anyways, now all of a sudden it's Sherwin, okay? So, anyway, so Sherwin email reads, as reported from the Daily Mail, doesn't know what account has priority and which one's coming out of Sherwin's own account. Isn't that interesting? Uh, he says, there is about $2,000 extra in my account beyond what is used for monthly expenses. It is unknown why Sherwin would refer reference his account with quotations around the word my. 
According to former Utah, what kind of weird family businesses? Uh, anyways, according to former Utah U.S. Attorney Brett Tolman, the Biden's family payment mechanism of collecting 50% of family salaries for 30 years could be legal predicates for racketeering charges. Oh, so it looks like maybe Joe won't get away with this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> Tolman told the Post, I get that there's spin, but this is not a complex one. And that was in relation to potential serious charges against the Bidens. Pardon me. It continues. Conspiracy is a standalone crime in our country. And you've certainly got enough to present to the grand jury that there's a conspiracy among Joe, Brother James, and Hunter to bring in money. Not to declare that money, to not pay taxes on that money. Meanwhile, Klain tried on Sunday to distance Joe Biden from the Biden family business. Klain claimed he was confident that his Biden family did the right thing. But again, I want to just be really clear. These are the actions by Hunter and his brother. Well, you know what? His brother's not here to defend himself. Klain. Anyways, Klain went on to say, look at this. Breitbart, come on. Why do you have a closing parentheses on a part that... <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't know why these uh, these grammatical errors are just glaring out right now. Anyways, it goes on. Klain went on. They're private matters. They don't involve the president. And they certainly are something that no one at the White House is involved in. And that's why we're running this counter narrative tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Klain did not address reports of Hunter and Joe Biden's sharing a bank account. According to emails from Hunter's laptop, President Joe Biden could become embroiled in an FBI investigation of Hunter's finances, experts say, as emails reveal the father and son shared accounts and paid each other's bills, the Daily Mail reported in 2021. He, Hunter is under investigation for tax fraud. That's probably what the grand jury thing is for, isn't it? Yeah. Hunter is under investigation for tax fraud, money laundering, and the violation of lobbying laws, according to the Associated Press. The New York Times reported in 2021 that Hunter paid an outstanding $1 million IRS tax bill to evade conviction or a long sentence. Constitutional scholar Jonathan Turley believes a special counsel should be appointed to study Hunter's corruption because Joe Biden has denied any wrongdoing by Hunter and may have influenced the ongoing investigation. I wonder if that's going to be anything like the special uh, committee they set up to investigate Hunter Biden's um, uh, working for Burisma Holdings and working for uh, uh, Molokoisky and Zaletsky. Uh, Zaletsky? It's not Zelensky. Zaleski. Anyways, these Ukrainian names, I swear, ladies and gentlemen, I swear. Anyways. Uh, 
Aurelius Locke says, focus, Mr. C. Grammar Nazis. Sheesh. Uh, um, why don't you call me a Ukrainian grammar pro, okay? <laughs> Ah, oh, Deplore Laura says, Joe will die before being prosecuted, in my opinion. You know, they all seem to die, right? George Herbert Walker Bush, uh, John McCain, um, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Osama bin Laden. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably true. Uh, if you, if you follow some crowds, he's already dead, right? <laughs> he's been dead. You got, you got, uh, you got John Kerry and, uh, and, uh, who's that other actor, right? The other funny actor. You got John, John, not John Kerry, John, not the six foot Darth Vader that, you know, believes in, uh, and not, not John Kerry. I'm sorry. Jim Kerry, Jim Kerry and, and James Wood are tag teaming, playing Biden behind the mask right now. <laughs> Anyways, okay, let's take a look at this article as well. Moving on as we as we continue to lay into uh, Joe Biden and his responsibility for what he has done, not only to this country, but to his family, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this this individual by the name of Schweizer, Peter Schweizer, he's actually the author of the book Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win who is also a Breitbart News senior editor, wrote this article, Hunter Biden Laptop, A Biden Family Scandal. Joe Biden is intimately, and I would say overtly involved, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, this is what the article says. It says, according to Schweiza, the Hunter Biden deal with a Chinese energy firm that set aside funds for the big guy, also known as now President-Select Joe Biden, Advise that Joe Biden is intimately involved and is indeed a beneficiary of his son's financial dealings is what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Biden family scandal and it involves Joe Biden. He says on Fox and Friends, the way to think about it is Hunter Biden and James Biden and the other family members who are profiting off of Joe Biden's position. They are kind of like moons circling a planet and the planet is joe biden and it is the gravitational pull that gives them the ability to cash in and leverage their relatives in the case of hunter biden his father's power for their benefit but what we know is clear we know that 10 percent for the big guy refers to joe biden we know that Joe Biden was having some of his bills paid by his son while he was vice president of the United States. His son, Hunter Biden, was getting that money from overseas. And we know that also Hunter Biden was paying for other costs for the big guy, for his dad, for renovations on his home in Delaware, et cetera. So you can't separate this. You cannot say that this is just a Hunter Biden financial scandal because Joe Biden is intimately involved and is indeed a beneficiary of some of those foreign funds. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. 
there you go. That is another article that I think makes a pretty good point, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to an article that really kind of drives the point home. Uh, This article is called Verdict Joe Biden Lied. Joe knew all about Hunter's business dealings, ladies and gentlemen. This article comes to us from the pages of uh, ToriSays.com, and it goes this way. Uh, Combing through Hunter Biden's emails, it is quickly realized that all the money being made was being filtered and distributed by Eric Schwerin. So that's the correct spelling, Schwerin. There are numerous emails of Hunter's requ- uh, Hunter requesting Eric to pay him and asking him where all the money is going. In fact, the text messages below are verified <laughs> that the cell numbers used in the text chains belong to Rosemont Seneca and Joseph R. Biden, the former vice president and select president, respectively. Schwerin was the policy and outreach for the China Trade Relations Working Group. Joe Biden hired Eric to work with his son, Hunter. So Joe Biden worked as the one who hired Eric. Eric is being called Hunter Biden's partner at Rosemont Seneca. Was Hunter Biden under some kind of a conservatorship? Like, Were these really his business partners or were these like his business nannies that were set up by the Biden crime syndicate to make sure that their mule did what he was told and was always guided to do the things that he needed to do to ensure the money kept rolling in, in the name of the VP, Joseph Biden? I don't know. Are we coming up with something here? That's what I wonder, ladies and gentlemen. Are we, are we putting together the pieces of the puzzle? So Joe Biden hired Eric to work with his son, Hunter, after a meeting about China in 2019 that Hillary Clinton's personal assistant, Huma Abedin, set up. So now even Hillary Clinton is involved in this, ladies and gentlemen. And let the, let the record reflect. I trust this source, okay? Almost instantly, he became president of Rosemont Seneca and oversaw all Rosemont Seneca versions like RSTP 1 and 2, including and not limited to all shell companies Hunter was a part of. Joe Biden seemed very clued into what Hunter Biden was doing, his business and concerns with his money, uh, with his money nanny. Yeah, I guess so. Money nanny, Eric Schwerin. The reasons as to this will be explained in more detail because it seems one company with an obscure name seems to have been missed by many. And I think that wasn't Metto Biota, but Black and Velch or something like that. Anyways, so here is a text stream that was uh, taken from Hunter Biden's laptop. Here is Eric Schwerin. As you can see, it is spelled S-C-H-W-E-R-I-N. Okay. And uh, this was in uh, March of, ooh, it's almost uh, over a year, uh, March 2019. Now, Eric Schwerin uh, texts, hey, wanted to circle back Saki on your last text. Uh, Did you think maybe we could follow up through George? Maybe that'd be easier. 
Hey, following up from your text a few weeks ago, wanted to see how we can close the loop on a few of these outstanding issues. I'd like to see if George can help. If that works for you, what do you think? And then uh, Hunter with his, his picture is right here. Yeah, you probably can't see it, but a hunter says, Eric, send me money now, please, through Zelle. And that was on March 5th, 2019. And then uh, on March 17th, he says, call me, please. And that's Hunter asking Eric to call him. So uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, Hunter totally ignores Eric from August of 2018 until uh, March of 2019. I don't know, Hunter. He might not be giving you any of that money. Mm -mm -mm. I wouldn't count on it. Uh, the article continues, National File had reported on the text between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden about a little over a month before Joe Biden announced his run for president. So uh, let me see if I can expand this for you guys so you can see it as well. Ooh, that got pretty expansive. Oh, but that didn't. Expand. Expand, I say. Okay, here, let me do this. That might help. And uh, we'll open this one as well. Okay, so we can read that because um, I want us to be able to see what it is that we're looking at. Hey, you're, you're popping up a little bit too soon, hun. We're getting to you. Just wait. All right. Okay, so uh, here we go. Here is the Joe Biden text message. It says, and I'm going to expand that actually a little bit more so you guys can see it. This is dated uh, 3-6-2019. Um, and, okay, uh, it says to Junior, right up here at the very top. To Junior. And uh, this J here, I'm pretty sure stands for Joe. <laughs> and it says, I love you, Dad. And then right here, it says, what would you like me to do? Dad. Now, you know how your parents end their text messages with mom or dad? I'm pretty sure that's what's going on here, okay? Now, here's what Hunter says to Joe. The Sea Report and all the shows on this podcast channel are 100% listener-supported. We don't have corporate sponsors. We don't have independent sponsors. Our sponsors are you, the listener. So if you like the work we do and like what we have to say and contribute to the world of news and information and entertainment, please show us your support. Make a monthly donation to help sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash the sea report. Your support is greatly appreciated. From 99 cents per month to 4.99 per month, to $9.99 per month. Every donation counts and every bit helps. Show your support for the Sea Report and other shows on this podcast channel by visiting anchor.fm slash the Sea Report. And thanks, y'all. 
Eric is holding without any right my checks from investments that somehow went to his address until I agree to give him 100% equity in a business that I own 100% of and fired him from 2.5 years ago. No kidding. He knows that I can't sue him because I can't wait that long for the money without creating much bigger problems like losing my life insurance policy of which Kathleen is the beneficiary in perpetuity. Insane concession my attorney made. Anyway, I've refused refused to negotiate with him. I'm not going to let him do it anymore. I borrowed enough money to take care of obligations like medical for me and girls and taxes and alimony and life insurance. He's been doing this to me for three years and not a single person except George and Jeff Cooper. No, it's a lie. George just proved that the agreement Eric said I signed was actually my e-signature that I never placed on any document. That's been the correct cornerstone of any argument Eric had. He obviously was able to convince everyone that I've wronged him while he holds over $800,000 of mine, totally without any merit. That's just one investment. Over three years, it's well over a million dollars. But other than two people, no one has believed me and has taken Eric at face value. What motive? Question mark. He's also been Kathleen's source of information that's put me at a real disadvantage. Phone records show that. Ladies and gentlemen, all I've got to say is for a crack addict he wrote pretty legibly. I know that's pretty low blow right at this point, but uh, he did write a letter. Uh, he wrote like a Bible there. He wrote like a chapter and, and Hunter, your father cannot pay attention to anything for more than three seconds, unless it's a child that's like jumping on his lap. What do you think he, his father probably looked at that and was like, <laughs> what the hell son? <laughs> That's what my mom would say. What the hell, son? Can't you call me if you're going to write that much? Anyway, so that was on 3-6 at 5 p.m. On 3-7 at 7 in the morning. (laughs) Just got the message, dad. (laughs) Oh, sorry, you guys can't see it. Hold on, let me expand that for you. Okay, let me expand it a little bit more. All right, there we go. And then he put, can I help with Eric? I have absolutely no hesitancy. Let me help if you think I can. Uh, Joe, I think that's what your son is asking for. Love, dad. The uh, footnote here reads, text between Joe and Hunter Biden. Note, the National Pulse has chosen to redact the name of an unknown attachment and an unrelated message pertaining to the death of a named family friend and their loved one's cell phone number in order to respect the privacy of people not directly implicated in the story. Good job, National Pulse. Okay, let's look at the next text message. Uh, The uh, footnote reads, uh, 31519 text thread between Joe and Hunter. Okay, and this is also from Joe Biden's, I mean, Hunter Biden's laptop from hell. Might as well have been Joe Biden's laptop from hell. What do you guys think? Uh, Okay, so Joe says, love you. And uh, Hunter responds, love you too. Then he puts, my friend, the chairman of that family run company out of uh, AR, Arkansas, said that he would like to talk and determine the best way he and his family can support you through the primary. Yes, openly support you or otherwise, depending on what's best for you. I think it's worthwhile to meet with him as soon as you could. How do I go about it? Joe asks. 
<clears throat> Hunter says, give me time when you can speak with him by phone and then you can arrange a face-to-face which he asked for very politely and respectfully. He's actually ever low-key and genuine, a very low-key and genuine person. Joe responds, tonight, tomorrow before 11.30 and after four all Sunday, all day Sunday, oh, oh wait, uh, bef- tomorrow before 11.30 and after four all day Sunday. Dad, can you please cash at me $2,000? I have the money, but now I can't access it because Eric deposited it in my account, but had Edward Pruitt, my banker and his mutual and his our mutual friend, put a hold on it. I'm going, I am again overdrawn in my account for bills that can be left unpaid, that cannot be left unpaid. Joe says, yes, what do I do to do it? Is there a thing called cash app? (laughs) Um, uh, Hunter says, yes, just ask Richard, please. And FYI, I had plans to come home, but Hallie has told me that even if I take tests, the same program she supposedly is doing my first year. Joe responds, Richard sending it right now. Confirm when you get it with me. Hunter responds, I still can't come into her house. She also conveniently is leaving her Dubai with the kids for the foundation I started, funded, and conceived of with their partner. And typed into a little search box down here is the word hairs. Okay, so uh, there's that little tidbit of information, ladies and gentlemen. No, that's Eric Schwerin, Aurelius Locke, not Eric Ciaramello. Eric Schwerin, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Schwerin. Okay, all right, you guys hanging in there with me? Oh, we got a pretty good number in the audience right now. All right, that's uh, that's one of the uh, godliest numbers that I have ever seen. Let's go, Brandon, says 007. Yep, yep. And Bubbles, nannies. That's probably what these people were. They were probably nannies for him. uh, To they were probably his. Well, they were. Let's just let's just say what they were then. If they were nannies, they were his handlers, right? They were definitely his handlers, ladies and gentlemen. So okay. So getting back. Oh wait, where's the? Getting back to this article, and you can come back over here. Okay. All right. Very interesting, huh, guys? Very interesting. Okay. So uh, this one continues. National file also located one cash app transaction between Joe Biden and Richard Ruffner. Richard Ruffner served as Dr. Jill Biden's special assistant and was constantly being tapped by Hunter Biden for money. In fact, Hunter Biden used Joe Biden's cash app to ask Richard Ruffner for money. Joe Biden, from the texts above, does not even know what cash app is. He instructs Richard Ruffner to work with Hunter. And here is that uh, transaction dated March 16th, Cash App. Uh, Reminder, Joseph R. Biden Jr. requested $2,000 for dad to Robert Biden. Um, And so there's that request for dad. Open Cash App. Okay, anyways, so there's that. Richard Ruffner had received Cash App 
and Venmo requests from Hunter many times. Hunter Biden set up and used a cash app account in his father's name requesting money for dad. Remember, Joe Biden has no idea what these apps are. In fact, Jill Biden and Richard Ruffner would receive requests for money all the time. A couple of months before this request, Hunter requested $4,900 in January, which Richard Ruffner declined. Dr. Jill has sent him money to for dad. And this blank space right here actually is that transaction. And if you guys want to see it, I'll show it to you. It's this one right here. Let me go and expand it. And this is from, of course, an email in uh, the Biden laptop <clears throat> from Venmo. Richard Ruffner declined your request for $4,900, dad, January 25th, 2019. So there is that documentation, right? Right. Okay, guys, we got the documentation. We got the documentation. Uh, let me go ahead and shrink this a little bit. Shrink. There we go. Ah, no. Oh, this is what I did. Okay, no. Sorry, guys, I'm having a little bit of a technical. Why is it? Why are we looking at this photo? Okay, let me back out of this real quick. Please, <laughs> please let me back out of this. Okay, I don't know what that was all about. There we go. Much better, much, much better. Okay, all right, carrying forward, ladies and gentlemen. The night is young. No, it's getting late. Okay. Uh, so it says here, while, uh, may, while many skate over what they have been able to see on these emails, aside from the criminal child pornography, the dubious money Hunter Biden kept getting from money, hun money Hunter Biden kept getting from Richard Ruffner and the White House and selling our oil and gas to the Chinese. Most believe that Biden's the Biden's played above board. This is not the case. And later today, we will demonstrate how the Biden's exchanged business for intelligence. Where is Eric Schwerin? Is he the one that laundered money for Joe, leaving Hunter in the dark, always delaying or appropriating his money elsewhere? It sounds like Joe plays dumb a lot and planned all of this, considering Obama screwed him out of money to pay off Mitt. After all, why would a sitting vice president's son be paying the bills for four households? Hello, Frank Francis Biden. We see you. The bottom line is Joe has lied to the public, saying he has no idea what his son is doing and not involved, but it seems Wells Fargo, Eric, and Eric Schwerin may have been the proxies for Joe's leash on his son. He made his son think he was in charge when in fact Joe was. The, those most vulnerable to manipulate feel, manipulation feel less loved as children by their parents doing anything to prove their worth. Judging from what we have found regarding the Bo Biden Foundation, Joe would be the front runner for the Father of the Year Award from Satan himself. Joe Biden not only knew of his son's business dealings, he was part of them. Uh, Venmo's, uh, Venmo emails from Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh, so you can, uh, actually, you can actually access this stuff. Um, so this actually, this link right here takes you to this website that some of you guys may or may not have heard about before. Now, as I was saying, uh, 
earlier when we're talking about uh, this. There's this whole there's this whole insider kind of like skirmish going. Again, we're talking about uh, what's the word? We're talking about uh, uh, infighting, ladies and gentlemen, uh, between some guy named Jack Maxi Pad. No, just kidding. It's Jack Maxi or something like that, and and a whole bunch of other people, right? And and, and uh, actually, the author of the article we just read, Tori says, um, is actually uh, somewhere involved in this too. Well, anyways, that's besides the point. The point being here is that like I first heard about all of this stuff from Tori says back in the day when I used to have time to actually listen to other people's shows, which was before I started doing my own show. And actually in January of 2021, uh, Tori says that she had a copy or an she had the laptop. She had one of the laptops. Okay. So she actually made it available, ladies and gentlemen, to everybody. Like for a few weeks, apparently she, uh, put out the emails, the documents, etc. everything shy of the photographs and the, the pedophilia and the pornography for anyone to download and access. So that this way, any of us uh, investigative journalists, live streamers, content creators, and podcasters could get the jump and force this narrative into the mainstream back in January. Um, I did not know about that until after they had cut the session and the uh, passwords didn't work anymore. I mean, I don't know what I would have done with all that information anyways. I probably would have been over my head. Uh, but this is her website also through the looking glass or, well, I guess it's 100. Oh, I'm dumb. I'm like, it's 100 king glass.com. <laughs> Go to 100 king glass.com and you too can get this information. No, it's L zero zero K I N G looking glass.com. <laughs> that I am just. I am just beside myself right now. Anyways, so uh, it, you, you can actually go look at this stuff right now for all the stuff that no one's talking about. And, you know, I might just be setting myself up for failure here, guys. But for, <laughs> for all the stuff that no one's talking about with Robert Hunter Biden's laptop, voice memos, WhatsApp app messages, document emails, iMessages, locations, that's uh, geolocation, pinging, etc. Now, as far as I know, Jack Maxey has never made this stuff available to the general public, but Tori says has. And uh, she's, uh, th- that's where I found out a lot of this information, even though, uh, you know, uh, Breitbart and also uh, the National File and the New York Post had already had some of these details out there to the general public. But credit where credit is due, ladies and gentlemen, we're all in this fight together. And, you know, uh, I don't think, I don't think anyone in her outfit would be upset at me for sharing this information. I mean, I am a news aggregator. I am a commentator. You know, I am not an investigative journalist. I just happen to do some really good digs sometimes. Uh, So anyways, guys, that wraps up our Hunter Biden, Joe Biden done it. Um, a foray into the laptop from hell. I hope you enjoyed it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, because we got two more stories to share with you before we close off the night, ladies and gentlemen. Dang it, dare I say it? 
We're probably going to be here until midnight tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So if you need to go refresh your snacks, use the bathroom, you know, anything like that, uh, I'd say go right ahead and do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I think I'm doing pretty good myself, although I'm a little bit thirsty. If you'll excuse me. I have been talking far too much tonight. I don't have any videos prepared for tonight, you see. So tonight is just all about me. Wah, 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 wah. Okay, let's see what you guys are saying in the chat room. This is what I get for hanging out with you guys for an hour, but I had such a good time. I had such a good time. All right, what else do we got going on? Aureli's still hanging out. We got, hey, Pilled by the Rabbit. What's going on, Pilled by the Rabbit? Good to see you in Great Scott. It's good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Uh, let's see who else we got in here. We got uh, Sturgis still hanging in here. Love the show. Oh, thanks, Sturgis55. I'm glad you're enjoying uh, tonight's episode. Many thanks for you being in the audience, friend. And uh, yeah, that was long. And uh, awesome, you guys, awesome. I told you there was going to be at least one very nasty, nasty uh, swamp creature on the screen tonight. Uh, do you think that's the real one? Or do you think that's one of like her uh, doubles or clones? That's what I wonder. It's the hair, maybe. Maybe it's the hair. I don't know. It needs It needs more volume. <laughs> It needs more volume. <clears throat> Definitely it does. Okay, guys. So uh, what do we got going on with Hillary Clinton? As uh, we talked about at the beginning of the show, uh, as, as we read through, uh, as we read through um, the uh, statement from President Trump that we had to go all the way back to March 30th just to bring to you guys. God, it was the paper was practically brittle, ladies and gentlemen, practically brittle, ladies and gentlemen, as far as that goes. <coughs> Anyhow, so uh, uh, Hillary Clinton and the uh, Democrat National Committee have to pay out, ladies and gentlemen. Basically, it's a settlement, right? Basically, it's a uh, no low contender type of a situation. Like there's, they're not gonna, they're not admitting to it, but they're not gonna fight against it. They're just gonna pay the fine, okay? Which, which ultimately, ultimately has it. Basically, it's an admission of guilt. I think. I think we could all recognize that that is an omission of guilt. Right, Prince Andrew? Right, Victoria Roberts Jufree? You know, uh, who went ahead and, and decided to ignore the hundreds and hundreds of victims that she cried about uh, in order to get her multi-million dollar payout. Ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, okay, let's get her off the screen, right? Let's, you have had far too much screen time tonight, Mrs. Uh, Wench there. Okay. Uh, we'll, uh, let's see here. We'll go through some of this, you know. I mean, a lot of you guys probably already familiar with this information. But, you know, we're also presenting this information for those who are not in the know. Those who might happen to accidentally trip into my show. And, you know, maybe they've had some wacky tobacco and they're like, Oh, who is this guy in that red coat that's saying all this weird stuff about Hillary Clinton? I knew she was a cannibal. <laughs> 
you never know, guys, that 3 a.m. crowd that just, uh, you know, randomly searches on on the internet on Wacky Tabacky, they might actually stumble on this information, right? And uh, it could save the world. <laughs> it could save the world, ladies and gentlemen. You never know. You never know. All right, this comes from the, the Epoch Times, uh, probably because Cash Patel is associated with the Epoch Times. But uh, this article, I believe, came about long about April, I mean, March 30th, March 29th. Uh, just in short, Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign and the Democrat National Committee likely violated federal law by not accurately describing payments made to law firm, a law firm that funneled the money to ex-British spy Christopher Steele. Federal officials have ruled the Federal Election Commission, the FEC, determined that there was probable cause to believe that the Clinton campaign and its treasurer, Elizabeth Jones, and the DNC and its treasurer, Virginia McGregor, misreported the purpose of certain spending and violated federal law according to documents made public on March 30, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, rather than go through the rest of this article, I'm going to show you guys the actual letter and ruling. I have highlighted what we want to really cover. Again, uh, this is coming from the Federal Election Commission, ladies and gentlemen, addressed to the DNC Services Corporation and uh, Virginia McGregor and Hillary for America and Elizabeth Jones. Uh, in her official capacity as treasurer, also addressing Christopher Steele, Perkins Cooey, Mark Elias, and Fusion GPS. Don't you guys just love how all of these names are involved in lawsuits right now? When we were sitting back and just being like, uh, 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 look at all these crimes they're committing. The bad guys always get away with it. It's business as usual. Well, honey, honey mama sugar baby. Business as usual officially ended on uh, January 20th, 2016. Okay. All right. Since that day, business has not been usual, ladies and gentlemen. Business has not been usual. Uh, hey, Two Rivers, what's going on? Two Rivers is already like all exclamation points. Only just find question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Well, you know, that is true. Uh, his following statement is true. Judges would have fined us and jailed us, right? Well, you know, maybe they're not jailing them because uh, they're in Trump's lawsuit. You know, I can't, you know, I can't tell you why. Maybe uh, this FEC people are uh, Clinton appointed people or something, or, or maybe they're, they're uh, George Bush appointed people. Who knows, right? Who knows? But they have just fined them. And what it really amounts to is like uh, to try and keep it out of the papers. You know, that's why people settle things outside of court. That's why people settle, uh, not settle, but file uh, basically no contest and they pay the fines. So that this way they don't have to go to trial. There doesn't have to be discovery. There, you know, that would be kind of weird too. like say the Clintons and the DNC decided to fight this at the same time that the Durham investigation is implicating them at the same time 
time that they're being sued by President Trump. That's like a crazy menagerie going on right there, if you ask me. But I'm just loving that all of these people's names are being tied to lawsuits and litigation, and they're being dragged into the court system. Now they're in the system, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what they say, once you've been in the system, you don't get out, ladies and gentlemen. So if anyone knows... We the people, we the common people, we the people who are anything but common know that for a fact. Anyways, let's see what this uh, letter and the lawsuit has to say. It says, uh, this is in reference to the complaint you filed with the Federal Election Commission on September 2nd, 2018, concerning the above-captioned respondents. After conducting an investigation in this matter, the commission found probable cause to believe that the DNC Services Corporation, the Democratic, the Democrat National Com- Committee, and Virginia McGregor, in her official capacity as treasurer, violated 52 U.S. Code Statutes 30104. Uh, B5, upside down triangle, and B6BV. And the commission further found probable cause to believe that Hillary for America and Elizabeth Jones in her official capacity as treasurer violated the same codes. On February 17, 2022, signed conciliation agreements with the DNC and the HFA, that's the Hillary for America, were accepted by the uh, commission. In addition, the commission dismissed the allegation that Christopher Steele violated uh, 552 U.S. Code Statutory Section 30121. Uh, The commission also dismissed the allegation that Mark Elias and Perkins Coie LLP and Hillary for America and Elizabeth Jones in her official capacity as treasurer violated 52 U.S. Code 3121. Lastly, the commission dismissed the allegations that Fusion GPS violated 52 U.S. Code 3121. Accordingly, the commission closed the file in this matter on March 25th, 2022. Uh, Now we'll take a look at this. Uh, so this is their conciliation agreement, right? This is their agreement to uh, to not uh, get the get the press and the courts involved. Basically, it's like a settlement. And uh, like I said, we're not going to read all of this, just some of it. Uh, These matters were initiated and signed, sworn, and notarized complaints. An investigation was committed, was conducted, and the commission found probable cause to believe that Hillary for America and Elizabeth Jones, in official capacity as treasurer, um, respondent, violated such codes as mentioned before by misreporting the purpose of certain disbursements. Now, so this is the conciliation agreement for Hillary for America and their treasurer. There is a duplicate one for uh, the Democrat National Committee. So it says here, to resolve with the commission all of the allegations set forth in the complaints in these matters, uh, they do hereby agree as follows. The commission has jurisdiction over the respondent and the subject matter of this proceeding. The respondent has had a responsible opportunity to demonstrate that no action should be taken in this matter. The respondent enters voluntarily into this agreement with the commission. The pertinent facts in this matter are as follows. Respondent is the authorized committee of Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. Fusion GPS is a consulting firm that provides research, strategic intelligence, and due diligence services to corporations, law firms, and investors. It goes on, it talks about Perkins Coie and how much Perkins Coie paid to have Fusion GPS involved, etc. It gives you the whole backstory. We already know about this, guys. 
So here's, uh, here's their agreement. Under the Federal Elections Campaign Act of 1971, as amended, political committees are required to report the name and address. So this isn't the agreement. This is the, this is the fault. Uh, it says uh, political action committees are required to report the name and address of each person to whom they make expenditures or other disbursements aggregating more than $200 per calendar year or per election cycle for authorized committees, as well as the date, amount and purpose of such payments. Okay. <clears throat> and again, these are more of the rules and vi- things that they violated, which I've highlighted here for you to read, but you're not going to be able to because I'm moving too fast. Okay. So uh, now we're going to go down here. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I take it back. We are going to read that. <laughs> this is, uh, this is, uh, this is the, uh, the, this is, this is the penalty right here. Uh, the respondent will pay a civil penalty to the commission in the amount of 8,000 doll hairs pursuant to 52 U.S. Code 3109. And the respondent agrees to never violate 52 U.S. Code 3004. Um, ever again, ladies and gentlemen. So that was for the Hillary for Clinton, or the Hillary for Clinton. Of course, Hillary's for Clinton. The Hillary for America campaign, uh, the treasurer, they only had to pay $8,000. Now, I know it might irk us that they're not getting arrested, that they're not doing a perp walk. But do you think that just as we are about to behold with John Durham's investigation that maybe President Trump might be able to um, enter this information into his lawsuit as evidence, as an admission of guilt. I don't know because I'm not a litigious and I don't know much about, uh, you know, lawsuits and stuff. I don't know if, if there's a rule that says you can't use other lawsuits against, but I think you can. Because just as we're going to see with John Durham's investigation in just a minute, uh, there's a whole lot of stuff going on over there right now. A whole lot more of uh, evidence is being entered into the investigation, or at least John Durham is seeking to have this evidence entered into the investigation because he's filed more motions in uh, the Michael Sussman case, which is, is rather exciting. So, so, uh, Hillary for America has to pay $8,000, right? We're not going to belabor the point and read through, uh, the DNC. Like this is the DNC's, uh, referral right here, their conciliation agreement. We'll just go down to what they, cause it's exactly the same thing. Uh, all, I'll, we'll have to look at their agreement here. It says, uh, respondent will pay a civil penalty to the commission in the amount of 105,000 doll hairs. So that is the sum total of uh, $113,000 betwixt the Hillary for America campaign and the Demonic National Committee um, to pay to the Federal Elections Commissions for their sins. Uh, So praise God above ladies and gentlemen that's basically what that amounts to ladies and gentlemen now before we talk about john durham durham uh we're gonna talk about this dude real quick uh this dude is actually a clinton appointed judge okay all of this has to do with the same thing i mean it's it's funny how all of this is happening at the same time guys like can you say the perfect storm ladies and gentlemen because i can this is the perfect storm 
And uh, yep, 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 yep. At some point, Java, O ye of somewhat faith, have faith, my brothers and sisters. We are so close to, uh, I mean, it might not be a perp walk so much as a procession, but hopefully something with a P happens here, okay? (laughs) It might be, you know, you guys are right. It might be a procession, not a perp walk. It might be a procession. But um, um, let the let the record reflect that we are we have gotten far further into uncovering this. And, you know, because like um, the other day when I was getting ready to do the show and I was going through all this stuff. Right. And, and I had all of these all of the all of the tabs I'm sharing with you guys, all of pretty much all of these were open yesterday. Right. So I knew today I was going to be able to get the show together kind of lickety split. But I started going into this other uh, rabbit hole about George Herbert Walker Bush, okay? You know, and then I started digging, finding all these articles about George, George, about George Herbert Walker Bush and about how basically, uh, you know, he was pretty much the, 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 the mastermind behind his rise to power in effort to get a new world order established on this earth, you know, because it it went from his family supporting the Nazis, you know, Prescott Bush, etc. And I actually don't know much about the history prior to that, which I'm about to dig into soon. Uh, But from that point, you know, Prescott Bush, George Herbert Walker, you know, uh, George Herbert Walker, CIA head, you know, vice president, president, and then basically, you know, the puppet master behind Clinton and Obama, you know, and it was a whole secession, you know, and his son, of course, obviously W, you know, and so all of this, you know, guys. So and then, of course, uh, apparently George Herbert Walker was also behind Mena, Arkansas and the Iran-Contra scandal, which which was basically when all of that opened up for him to be able to use our army, our armed forces, our military, our three-letter agencies to uh, do his drug dealings. And and then, of course, you know, he also mastered the honeypot pedophile uh, blackmail rings as well. So, I mean, all of that went back to that damn Nazi, that damn pedophile Nazi, George Herbert Walker Bush, okay? And so it's interesting that all of the that's, – that's why – that's also part and parcel – about why all of this has taken so long to get to this point, you know, because we're looking at like four decades, five decades, six decades of this family wheeling and dealing and and, and embedding themselves and and also also, uh, uh, incriminating other people through blackmail through the through the three letter agencies through the military through the political legislative bodies through the states into the federal government into all of the other agencies and bureaucracies like it's pretty deep right and then once you get one person who's caught up in blackmail or one person whether they were a willing participant or not that agency basically rots right and it just becomes a repetition of the same crap all the way down 
unless it's so compartmentalized that people don't even realize what they're doing in the agency that they're working for. So we've got a lot of cleaning to do when, you know, President Trump said he didn't realize that the swamp was as deep as it was and it wasn't as embedded as it was. Uh, I'm sure we can imagine that that was a statement that was an understatement. Probably even that was an understatement. You know, I'm thinking things like, you know, this goes all the way back to the invention of the television, right? Like the Nazis are the ones that invented the television. For all we know, every single person that's ever worked in television has been a part of this to some degree at some point. If not at some point, they all became that because at this point, they are all that, okay? Everyone who's in mainstream uh, media, uh, whether that's TV, radio, music, books, literature, education, business, are somehow all embedded in this. I mean, there are, of course, there is, of course, that small percent that is not embedded in all of this crap, but for the most part... What, 97 to 99% of everyone at an upper level involved in the mainstream, main street world of this business and politics and entertainment are all involved in it. And it, it, a lot of it seems to have come from, uh, from, uh, <laughs> from some bloke in Idaho who invented the TV, okay? <laughs> Okay, pill by the rabbit, maybe some potato head in Idaho created the television, but the Nazis were the first to put out a were a broadcast uh in in a in a huge way, okay? All right, I don't know about the television's uh the the the, the old tube box. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey Ankavanka, what's going on? Hey 123SKG, thank you for gifting the shades. Much appreciated. As always, my dear. Aurelius Locke says Prescott marriage George Har- George Walker's daughter. And uh they were in with Harriman. The big dig surrounds Harriman. That's the jumping off point. Okay, I'm gonna have to um copy that. And submit it into my file so I can uh, check into that. Thank you so much, Mr. Aurelius. I always, that's what I love about this audience. You don't get an audience like this anywhere else, ladies and gentlemen. Go to the Foxhold Up app, go to pill.net, make your free account, and get in with it. Okay, cool. All right. Very good. Very good. Okay, guys, so we're still here. No, my friend, Miss Ankavanka, Disney was not the first TV aired, at least not, well, maybe in America, I don't know. Uh, to my understanding, the first televised broadcast was the 19, what, 33 or 34 German Nazi Olympics. To my understanding, that was the first ever broadcasted TV anywhere. But maybe in America, Disney was the first, or maybe maybe in your neck of the woods, Miss Ankavanka, back in the day. Uh, but I, don't, I mean, that's, that's my understanding. Anyways, you guys, I'll let you guys talk about that in the chat room. We got to get moving on. This is a Clinton appointed judge. This is a Clinton appointed judge. He kind of looks like the Herbert Walker type, doesn't he? Right? You think he got some kitty bones in his closet, this judge? Anyways, this judge, his name is, uh, what is this judge's name? His name is, uh, Judge Donald Millbrooks. And uh, he's been assigned to the Russiagate lawsuit against Clinton and the DNC. Uh, 
So uh, President Trump, as some people lovingly refer to him as Il Presidente Donado, has moved to disqualify the judge from the lawsuit. Let's take a look at it real quick and we'll move on to Durham and we'll call it a night, ladies and gentlemen. And it says here, former president, there were, who's writing this? The Washington Examiner. Okay, you get a pass. President Donald Trump wants to remove the federal judge assigned to his lawsuit against Hillary Clinton, the Democrat National Committee, and others tied to the so-called Russiagate controversy. Trump's legal team filed a motion to disqualify U.S. District Court Judge Donald Milbrooks, who is based in West Palm Beach, Florida, citing how the judge was nominated by former President Bill Clinton in 1997. Oh, my goodness. He's a Clinton appointed judge. I said a Bush appointed, I believe. Anyways, and uh, this was when uh, Hillary was the first lady. Um, Okay, so it goes on to say the filing stresses that there exists a reasonable basis that Judge Millbrooks impartially will be questioned and notes the lawsuit is levied in part against Hillary Clinton, who ran an unsuccessful campaign against Trump in 2016. In addition, the motion cites Section 455 of the U.S. Code, which states any justice judge or magistrate judge of the United States shall disqualify himself in any proceedings in which his impartiality might reasonably be questioned. Trump's filing does not make any mention of Middlebrook's decision in 2016 to toss a civil racketeering lawsuit against Clinton, which alleged that the former Secretary of State used her private email account and changed U.S. foreign policy to seek speaking fees and donations to the Clinton Foundation. Wow! So Judge Millbrook has already ruled in favor of Clinton in regards to her private email account and in regards to receiving speaking fees for donations to the Clinton Foundation. Let the record reflect, ladies and gentlemen, that Millbrooks is most definitely biased. Okay? Trump filed his lawsuit late last month alleging a conspiracy to create a false narrative tying his 2016 campaign to Russia. The 108-page complaint highlighted a sweeping list of grievances, including the Russia investigation completed by special counsel Robert Mueller and alleges racketeering conspiracy to commit injurious falsehood and obstruction of justice, among other alleged crimes. The former president seeks $72 million in damages. Can you imagine that, ladies and gentlemen? A 108-page filing the lawsuit is. Can you imagine that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to imagine it because I got it right here. (laughs) I mean, okay, I'm not kidding. Okay. But anyways, (laughs) we're not going to read it. We don't got time for that. Okay. Uh, This is a a six page summary. We're not going to go through this either, but just so you guys could see here. Let me expand it for you. I'm like, sit back, guys. We're about to read all 108 pages, okay? <laughs> oh, no, we're not going to do that. I don't, I don't think I, I'll lose my voice by the end of the show if I were to do something like that. Uh, but this is plaintiff's motion to disqualify Judge Millbrooks. It's just the summary. Uh, so just so you guys can see, this is a piece of it right here. 
And, uh, you know, due to the fact that the defendant Hillary Clinton is being sued by her former opponent for the United States presidency, an election that she lost regarding serious allegations on her part, as well as her allies of engaging in fraudulent and unlawful activities against the plaintiff. And because her husband nominated Judge Millbrooks to the federal bench, there exists a reasonable basis that Judge Millbrooks impartiality will be questioned. So, you know, just bringing out those good old facts due to the fact that Judge Millbrooks has a relationship to the defendant, Hillary Clinton's husband, by way of his nomination as judge to this court. This amounts to prejudice so virulent and pervasive as to constitute bias against a party. Moreover, plaintiff is unaware of the exact extent of the relationship between Judge Millbrooks and the defendant, Hillary Clinton herself, who acted as First Lady of the United States during the time of the judge's nomination to the federal court. So there you go. I mean, that's like I said, this is just a summary, guys. I mean, it's six pages long, but we're not going to read all of it in the interest of time. And in case any of you guys have to use the bathroom or anything like that. Don't want to miss much, but, uh, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So that's a motion that's going on right now in between, uh, you know, Clinton and Trump's lawsuit, or I should say Trump's lawsuit against Clinton, uh, the Clinton and the Demo- De- the Democrat National Committee having their FEC conciliatory agreements, and also the Durham investigation, ladies and gentlemen... It's time. We're here at the final story for tonight. And I got to say, guys, you guys have been absolutely amazing tonight. Thank you for being here in the audience with us and uh, making this so much more enjoyable for someone like myself. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Don't forget, if you're checking us out over at foxhole.app or pill.net to follow Mr. CTV. And if you are over at Rumble, hit that subscribe button. If you're over at Twitch, hit that follow button. If you're over at Clout Hub, hit that follow button and visit thecreport.com where you can get more information on this show and uh, find out other ways that you can support us. But here we go, guys. Here we go. Uh, John Durham Durham. Let me see how much time I got my clock. Okay, we got about 15 minutes on my clock. Okay, so what's going on in the world of John Durham Durham? I, I know I'm saying it silly. Uh, Durham, okay, John Durham, ladies and gentlemen. In the world of John Durham, this is what's going on. This is what's going on. Uh, John Durham has recently uh, filed some motions uh, to include in Limin. I know I'm saying that wrong. I mean, I don't even have the word in front of me, to be quite honest with you. But uh, he's filing motions uh, to include further evidence that is going to really get people like Michael Sussman, like... uh, uh, Jim Baker, you know, the former FBI uh, 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 such and such, uh, you know, the one who uh, who did not disclose that he had uh, phone, uh, cell phones of Michael Sussman, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And also this guy here, Rodney Joffe, not to be confused with uh, Jeffrey Joffe, Jofer, uh, but Rodney Joffe, the, uh, the, the, the person who is otherwise known as uh, tech executive number one. I think of Newstar. Isn't, Newstar is the name of his corporation. The guy that was fishing for information in, I don't know, uh, the White House's, uh, you know, IP, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, new information that uh, Mr. Uh, Durham is uh, introducing... Okay, into the quartz, 
ladies and gentlemen, let's take a gander. This is the lawsuit motion paper filing, etc. here. What is this? In Limine, in Lamine, in Limine? I don't know. It says here, uh, the government moves to admit, uh, to one, admit witness contemporaneous notes of conversations with the FBI general counsel. Now, we're talking about Michael Sussman here. Okay. Now, let's not forget Michael Sussman was trying to get his case thrown out. I'm pretty sure he failed. Right. Uh, uh, Michael Sussman is really trying to wiggle his way out of this this uh, this lawsuit like he's he's trying pretty hard. Lemon. No. <laughs> Thank you. One, two, three. SKG. See, I can always depend on my friends to assist in me not looking a certain way. OK, <laughs> I mean, I probably could have asked my, one of my, my sisters, too. But anyway, uh, in Limino, <laughs> I, if she could text me right now, she probably would be like, why didn't you ask me? <laughs> Anyways, okay, it, it continues. Thank you, one, two, three. I appreciate you. It says, uh, um, okay, this is about Michael Sussman, right? This is in regards to Michael Sussman's uh, indictment. So one, he wants to admit witnesses contemporaneous notes of conversations with the FBI general counsel, one, James Baker. Two, admit emails referenced in the indictment and other similar emails. Three, admit certain acts and statements, including the defendant's February 2017 meeting with a government agency, his December 2017 congressional testimony, and his former employer's October 2018 statements in the media as direct evidence or alternatively pursuant to federal rule of evidence 404B4, exclude, oh wait, B, Four, exclude evidence and preclude arguments concerning allegations of political bias on the part of special counsel. And five, admit an October 31st, 2026 tweet by the Clinton campaign. All right. So uh, let's take a little bit more. So uh, factual backgrounds. The defendant is charged in one count indictment with making a materially false statement to an FBI official. The indictment alleges that the defendant lied in that meeting, falsely stating to the general counsel that he was not providing the allegations to the FBI on behalf of any client. In fact, the defendant had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including one technology executive, tech executive one, otherwise known as Rodney Jaffe. At a United States-based internet company, internet company number one, otherwise known as Newstar, and two, the Clinton campaign. Indeed, on September 18th, two days after my birthday, 2016, at 7.24 p.m., an example, the night before the defendant met with the general counsel, the defendant conveyed the same lie in writing and sent the following text message to the general counsel's personal cell phone. It says, Jim, it's me, Michael Sussman. I have something time sensitive and sensitive I need to discuss. Do you have availability for a short meeting tomorrow? I'm coming on my own, not on behalf of a client or company. Want to help the bureau? Thanks, Emphasis added. Oh, so Michael Sussman 
Michael Sussman lied. He lied to the FBI's general counsel, and they have proof on his cell phone. Dirt, dirt, dirt. The FBI general counsel responded, "Okay, I will find a time. What might work for you?" To which the defendant replied, "Any time, but lunchtime. You name it." All right. So there's that. Uh, this uh, suit goes on to say the indictment also alleges that beginning in approximately July 2016, Tech Executive One, otherwise known as Rodney Jaffe, had worked with the defendant, a U.S. investigative law firm, or a U- U.S. investigative firm retained by law firm One, otherwise known as Perkins Coie, on behalf of the Clinton campaign. The U.S. investigative firm, numerous cyber searchers. Oh, and that would probably be um, uh, GP, Fusion GPS. A numerous, uh, numerous cyber researchers and employees at multiple internet companies to assemble the purported data and white papers in connection with these efforts. Rodney Jaffe exploited his access to non-public and/or proprietary internet data. Rodney Jaffe also enlisted the assistance of researchers at a U.S.-based university, University One, who were receiving and analyzing large amounts of internet data in connection with a pending federal government cybersecurity research contract. Goes on to describe what uh, Rodney Jaffe tasked these individuals with. At tech, ex- uh, at the uh, at the um, uh, at the uh, the school, <laughs> University One, the governor government evidence at trial will also establish that among the internet data, Tech Executive One, Rodney Jaffe, and his associates exploited was domain name system DNS internet um, traffic pertaining to one, a particular healthcare provider, healthcare company number one. Two, Trump Tower, and three, Donald Trump's Central Park West apartment building. And four, the executive office of the President of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're getting pretty, he's getting pretty hot and heavy here, guys. Rodney, I mean, uh, John Durham is really providing everything. So, you know, everything that he first gave us back in the day, it seems like now, right? After we waited for so long was a skeleton. It was a walking, a walking, it was a speaking indictment that gave you kind of the gist, right? Ladies and gentlemen, now he's going to give you the skin and the, well, he's going to give you the muscles, right? And the organs, So that by the time John Durham is complete and finished with this indictment, and can you guys imagine this entire lawsuit, this entire litigatory debacle is probably going to be like rendered in the uh, books and the literature and the studies of law, law, law schools and lawyer stuffs for years to come. Like, people are probably going to study this case. I mean, everyone's going to study everything about this case. I mean, because this is history, guys. We've never had something like that before. Ladies and gentlemen, we've never had something like this. So uh, here is uh, the note, the personal notes 
that Michael Sussman had that John Durham is submitting to the courts. Uh, I'll, I'll read this here so you guys can get a little bit of an idea and context as far as that goes. It says here, um, witnesses' notes of conversation with FBI general counsel are admissible as prior consistent statements and past recollections recorded. Factual background. On September 19th, three days after my birthday, 2016, soon after he met with the defendant, the FBI general counsel spoke with then FBI assistant director for counterintelligence, the assistant director, and with one of his deputy general counsels, the deputy general counsel, in communicating with these officials, the general counsel relayed the details of his meeting with the defendant. Okay, and it goes, this, it goes on, it says, including defendant's specific representation that he was not there on behalf of any client, both the assistant director and the deputy general counsel took contemporaneous notes. The assistant director wrote the following in his FBI notebook, which stated, among other things, said not doing this for any client. So it's Michael Sussman, attention, attorney Perkins Coy, represents DNC Clinton Foundation, former DOJ official, been approached by prominent cyber people, academics and corporations. And then it says here, said not doing this for an, any client. Okay. And then it talks about um, New York Times, Washington Post, Washington, uh, wait, um, WSJ, uh, Wall Street Journal on Friday, secret Trump organization, org server uh, that, sorry, uh, that had um, communications with Alpha Bank, etc. So that's, that's their general, their notes. Okay. But do you see how now through this motion to include this evidence, John Durham has magnificently implicated the assistant director and the deputy general counsel of the FBI. Okay? So, little by little, as John Durham uh, weaves his magical little web here, people are starting to get brought into the mix. And as we find more and more and more evidence as it is submitted to the jury, grand jury is submitted to the courts, ladies and gentlemen. This is the perfect example of why deep state globalist filth trash do not like to go to court. This is why we're playing the long game, because we are able to dot our I's and cross our T's against jurisprudence and the rule of law. Because we are, after all, a constitutional republic. And if we're going to fight for a constitutional republic and respect for the rule of law, then we're going to have to play this long game. So stop crying, everybody, about it taking so long. This is what we chose as our type of government. A constitutional republic. We respect the rule of law. That means we have to do this, guys. We have to go down this road. And unlike Big Mike... We have to take the high road, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. We're almost done, y'all. So uh, that was an example of uh, one of the notes. And then, of course, we have this note down here. Sussman, 
um, Sussman something with uh, something Baker. Sussman met with Baker. No specific client, but group of cyber um, academics talked with him about research. Isn't that crazy? 9-19-2016. And yet we found that all of these people started their research after they were hired by Fusion GPS, after they were hired by the Perkins Coy, after they received the money from DNC through the treasurer who just got fined $8,000. Like, it's crazy how this all comes together. It's all coming together. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all coming together. And granted, these are things that we've known about. We, the people here on this side of the screen or on your side, we've known about this stuff, you know? But now it's being entered into the records of the courts and there's nothing that they can do about it. Save an assassination or save um, dropping a bomb. That's actually what I used to say. Have a good night, 123SKG. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. I know I'm a little long-winded tonight. We're almost done, though. I think we will wrap by midnight. So uh, give me about, you know, 12 more, 20 more minutes of your time, ladies and gentlemen. Otherwise, you know, there is always the replays, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Okay. So let's do this. <clears throat> The court should admit the emails cited in the indictment and other similar emails. So they're talking about some emails here now. The government next moves to admit at trial the emails cited in the indictment and other similar communications, one between Tech Executive One and various researchers and internet company employees, and two between and among the United States investigative firm, which, as noted above, Law Firm One, hired in 2016 on behalf of the Clinton campaign and various third parties, including the media. As set forth below, these communications are highly probative because they refute the defendant's alleged statement to the FBI that he did not provide the Russian Bank One allegations to the FBI on behalf of any client. In particular, these communications established that the defendant's clients, Tech Executive One, the Clinton campaign, and their agents communicated and coordinated with each other and with third parties regarding the very same allegations that the defendant provided to the FBI thus evidencing their attorney-client relationships surrounding the Russian Bank One allegations. Such evidence is probative and central to the government's case since the majority of communications between the defendant and his clients have been redacted or withheld due to asserted attorney-client privilege. In addition... The aforementioned communications demonstrate the materiality of the defendant's lie insofar as they reveal the political origins and purposes for this work. And for those political origins are especially probative here because they provided a motive for the defendant to conceal his client's involvements in these matters. In addition to their probity, these non-privileged communications are also admissible and or not hearsay because one, the government does not intend to offer the vast majority of the statements reflected in these communications for their truth. And two, regardless of whether they are being offered for the truth, the relevant communications are nevertheless admissible as co-conspirator statements made in furtherance of a joint venture 
John Durham is starting to bring it home, ladies and gentlemen. Or is he? I don't know. We're only like on... uh... We're on page 11 of 48. <laughs> no, we're not going to read all of it, guys. I promise. Look, we're going to skip all of this right here. Look, we're skipping all of it. See, skip, 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 skip. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so moving right along. Uh, he's, uh, in this section, he's talking about uh, how it's relevant, these communications between tech executive number one, the various researchers, the internet companies, the investigative firm, and also some media firms, right? And why they're admissible. Okay, so we'll, 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 we'll pass over that. This joint venture involving the defendant, tech executive one, and the Clinton campaign. So this is where John Durham is really saying, look, this is a joint venture. Like, uh, you know, Michael Sussman, the attorney, might have gone over to your little offices and said that these people had nothing to do with it. But clearly these people have been doing something together and now Michael Sussman is going to go and try and pretend to be an innocent, uh, an innocent um, uh, good Samaritan or whatever. It says, as an initial matter, the government expects that the evidence at trial will show that beginning in late July, early August of 2016, keeping in mind that Michael Sussman went in September... The defendant, Tech Executive One, and agents of the Clinton campaign were acting in concert toward a common goal, namely the goal of assembling and disseminating the Russian Bank One allegations and other derogatory information about Trump and his associations to the media and the United States government. The evidence will show that in late July and early August, Tech Executive One, Rodney Joffe, commenced a project in coordination with defendant and law firm One, that's uh, with the defendant Michael Sussman and law firm one Perkins Coy to support an inference and narrative tying Trump to Russia. For example, calendar entries will show that on August 12th, August 17th and August 19th, 2016, Rodney Joffe had meetings and or conference calls with the defendant and the Clinton campaign's general counsel i.e. campaign lawyer one, Michael Sussman. No, no, no. This is, this is Mark Elias. Because otherwise it would have said defendant. That's Mark Elias. Ha! Huh. During or... So you see how Mark Elias is now being implicated here? Do you see? I'm going to make this Mark Elias color so, like, dirty pea yellow. Because that's what I think about Mark Elias. Mark Elias, you need to drink some water, sir. Okay, anyways... During or around that, for the people on the podcast, you really need to see the live stream to know what the heck I'm talking about. Anyways, (laughs) during or around that same time period, Tech Executive One began asking his own employees. Rodney Joffe started asking his own employees and associates to mine and assemble Internet data that would support an inference or narrative tying Trump to Russia. Rodney Joffe expressly stated in emails that a purpose of this effort was to please these VIPs, apparently referring to Michael Sussman, Mark Elias, and the Clinton campaign. Expected witness testimony documents already in the public record and other evidence to be offered at trial established that these efforts amounted to a joint venture. And he gives some more examples. Uh, so here's their early to mid-August 6, 2016 meeting. 
Um, and so, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to spare you guys all of these grueling details, right? The government expects their testimony, etc. Evidence will show that during this time, uh, Rodney Jaffe similarly tasked the person referred to in the indictments as originator one, right? Whoa, 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 where are we going with that, right? More testimony at the trial for university one. And they're probably talking about uh, the, the um, earlier indictments that came like in 2016. And then, you know, everything just vanished for a while. So we got all of this further information, guys, further information. And uh, we'll eventually have these documents up over at the C-Report. So if you would like to peruse them or download them for yourself, you may do so at your own leisure, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, lastly, uh, in, in regard to this um, uh, motion filing, we'll just look at this part about the emails and then uh uh and we're almost at the we're almost at the threshold of the finish line ladies and gentlemen you guys have been absolutely amazing okay so emails involving tech executive one rodney jaffe and internet researchers so given this backdrop emails and communications on these topics between and among tech executive one rodney jaffe employees of various internet companies and or the aforementioned researchers are admissible under the joint venture doctrine and under other applicable rules of evidence, <clears throat> for example, on or about August 20th, Originator 1 sent the following lengthy email, which is quoted as in part at paragraph 23H of the indictment. Note, the Russian money launderer sometimes assisted by Americans like those you see listed in the PDF, Rodney Jaffe, just shared the Trump associates list. And others you'll see in name redacted's next document. Cyprus is one of the places they like. That's where Russian Bank One, Alpha Bank, Forex is organized. Choose .com or .ru when studying their domains. And remember, we don't need a Russian IP domain or company for money to flow from Russians to Trump. Alpha Bank One has massive tentacles in so many countries, including the United States. Regarding this whole project, my opinion is that from DNS, all we could gain, even in the best case, is an inference. I have not the light, slightest doubt that illegal money and relationships exist between pro-Russian and pro-Trump, meaning actual people very close to Trump, if not himself, and by Putin's traditional style, people Putin control, but not himself. He controls the oligarchs and they control massive fortunes and cross nearly all major industries in a vast number of countries. But even if we found what Rodney Jaffe asks us to find in DNS, we don't see the money flow and we don't see the content of some messages saying, send me the money here, etc. I could fill out a sales form on two websites, faking the other company's email address in each form and cause them to appear to communicate with each other in DNS. Isn't that crazy? These researchers here, they're going to fake their communications in the DNS. It says, if Rodney Jaffe can take the inference we gain through this team exercise and cause someone to apply more useful tools or more useful observations or study or questioning, then work to develop even an inference may be worthwhile. That is how I understood the task because Rodney Jaffe didn't tell me more context or specific things. 
what name redacted has been digging up is going to wind up being significant. It's just not the case that you can rest assured that Hillary's opposition research and whatever professional governments and investigative journalists are also digging, they just don't all come up with the same things or interpret uh, interpret them the same way. But if you find any benefit in what she has done or is doing, you need to say so to encourage her because we are both killing ourselves here every day for weeks because they could not find anything. Ladies and gentlemen, they could not find anything. So there's just more emails there uh, that they're submitting into uh, evidence, ladies and gentlemen. And then aside from the actual stuff that he's submitting to evidence, he's also, he's also citing the legal arguments for why they should be submitted into evidence. And then he's also doing discussions in case people want to fight on why they shouldn't be submitted. So John Durham was very thorough. I read a lot of this, not all of it, but I read a lot of it. You see, here's some more. Emails involving the United States investigative firm. Okay, so this is we're talking about GPS, uh, Fusion GPS here. So there's more of that there. Like he's just throwing the gauntlet down on these people, ladies and gentlemen, quite honestly. And uh, it's just uh, it's 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 a really interesting document. This is a very interesting, just the way that it's breaking down in the courts. We already knew all of this stuff. Okay. The Epoch Times, I already showed you guys, they did this whole infographic on who done it and how they did it with the Russian collusion, the PP dossier, Fusion GPS, Christopher Steele. I mean, they already broke the whole thing down like three years ago. So we already all knew this. What fascinates me is the way it's breaking down in the courts through litigation and through motions, filings, and through lawsuits. I think it's very interesting to see because, again, this is stuff that people cannot deny. It has now been submitted to the courts, which is what we do here in America because we all have our due day in court, right? And if we get it, they get it too. And it's just they know how to manipulate it. And they know how to, uh, you know, elongate the situations, ladies and gentlemen, as far as that goes. Now, we're not going to read this article. This is an article from Just the News. And this was Durham's Bombshells, which I just broke down to you by actually reading the, uh, the document there. So we're not going to go through this. I mean, I would recommend you go read the article if you want more of a concise, clear picture about what's really, uh, you know, paramount in this filing. Um, but ultimately it's everything that we just went through. So, uh, good job. Good job, John Solomon. Okay. Last story for tonight to wrap up in the a case of John Durham and Michael Sussman. Of course, like I mentioned, Michael Sussman is already trying to get this case dismissed. Uh, he's, he's trying to weasel wiggle his way out of this as much as possible. So what Sussman is doing now, um, he is trying to bar the dossier evidence. So basically, Michael Sussman is trying to, uh, his law team is trying to get uh, the evidence of the PP dossier, anything involving the dossier to be excluded from his lie to the FBI, which is like, really? I mean, like, uh, we can, they can already establish that they lied, but they don't want any of the language or the evidence of that dossier to be part of this indictment, which I think is interesting, right? Okay. It says here, a lawyer for the Hillary Clinton campaign charged with lying to the FBI uh, during the Trump Russia investigation is asking a judge to bar from his upcoming trial any evidence or testimony related to the so-called Steele dossier. 
Um, the lawyer charged in the Durham probe seeks to bar dossier evidence by Eric Tucker Associated Press. Oh, that's just a, uh, I apologize. That's a, uh, that's a caption. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, a lawyer for the Hillary Clinton campaign charged with lying from the FBI. We already read that. Okay. Attorney for Michael Sussman said prosecutors on special counsel John Durham's team told them last month that they plan to introduce testimony related to the so-called Steele dossier, a collection of Democrat-funded research assembled by former British operative Christopher Steele purporting to link Donald Trump to Russia. Uh, the dossier contains unproven and discredited assertions, uh, but the FBI relied on it in part of uh, as H in part as agents applied for secret surveillance warrants during the Russia investigation. Sussman's attorney said in Monday night filing that the Steele dossier is irrelevant to the case against their client. They said any reference to it at trial would be inflammatory and prejudicial. Um, the motion is one of several from both prosecutors, defense and defense lawyers aimed at shaping the scope of evidence for a trial that is expected to be closely watched and politically charged and seeking to preclude testimony related to the dossier. Sussman's attorneys are looking to head off discussion about any one of the more incendiary and divisive aspects of the entire Russia investigation. Does this not smell like the prosecutors and the defendants crap? And the judges crap during the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. They're like, yes, we will have about four of the victims take the stand. But let's make sure that we don't name drop any of the names that were in that black book. Let's make sure that we don't name drop any of the names of the people who raped these girls. Okay, we'll talk about them as victims, but we're not going to name drop. We're going to preclude that evidence from this trial. So sneaky, these snakes are. They're sneaky. Trump supporters have long seen the dossier's proof that the overall investigation was tainted and having it included in the trial of a former uh, Clinton ally could boost their case that the probe was politically motivated. Okay, okay, Justin, oh, is it Breitbart? Whose side are you on? Anyways, I know they're trying to be what? Fair and uh, balanced? Oh, who are they now? CNN? Anyways, Sussman is charged. Okay, we already know that. So uh, prosecutors say Sussman misled. Okay, we know that. Some uh, Sussman's lawyers have vigorously denied that he ever lied and said that even if he had misled the FBI, it had no bearing on the investigation or on the decision to investigate concerns about Alpha Bank. Of course it did. The FBI did look into the possibility, possible existence of a secret banking back channel of communications, but concluded there was no basis for the claims. A separate point of dispute concerns contemporaneous notes taken by two FBI officials with whom Baker spoke, and after his meeting with Sussman, both officials, William Priestap and Tricia Anderson, included in their notes variations of Baker's recollections that Sussman said he had not been acting on behalf of any particular client. Sussman's attorneys asked the judge to exclude those notes from trial, calling them triple hearsay, since neither Priestap nor Anderson was in the meeting, and since Baker did not record his conversation with Sussman or take any notes on it, Durham's team is asking the judge to let them use the notes at trial, saying they will bolster Baker's testimony. Prosecutors are also seeking a judge's permission to let them use evidence on October 31st, 2016 tweet, from the Clinton campaign advancing the Alpha Bank claims, Durham, a former U.S. attorney in Connecticut, was appointed in 2019 by then Attorney General Billiam Barr. 
the B-2 Beluga Well bomber, to look for government misconduct during the investigation into Russian election interference in 2016 and possible ties to Trump's presidential campaign. Yep, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know. What do you guys think about that, huh? Well, the show goes on, ladies and gentlemen. The show goes on. Wowzers. What a night tonight, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for the Sea Report. That's all I got for you. All right, my, I'm just about lost my, I've just about lost my voice. Just kidding, I haven't really. Uh, but thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, if you are with us over at uh, Clout Hub, Twitch, Rumble, make sure you follow, subscribe, right? Share the links. Let it hit those, uh, hit those uh, uh, up buttons and those like buttons and all that good stuff. If you're over there at the foxhole.app, Make sure you uh, favorite this show. And if you're over at Pill.net, follow us over at the Mr. C channel, Mr. C TV. Stop by thecreport.com. Check out our website. See what it has to offer you. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are, I, I am still actively uh, posting, you know, uh, the uh, notes for our shows, my shows here. A uh, little bit behind at this point, but I will catch up. And then definitely check out our podcast version of the show. The Sea Report podcast, guys. Uh, you can you can find it on any of the major podcasting platforms. Uh, you can do it by searching the Sea Report. You will most likely find it way quicker if you search my name, Michael Aaron Casares. That's two A's in Aaron and two S's in Casar Res. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, till then, guys. We will see you all tomorrow. Tomorrow we should be having an early show. Uh, we should have be uh, having an early show tomorrow. By early, I mean probably around or before dinner time, uh, because then I will be hanging out with the Speak Uneasy over at the uh, Speak Uneasy Lounge, uh, hanging out with the bartender for another episode of This Is News? Question mark? Question mark? All right, guys. You all have a great evening. Oh, you know what? I'm going to do this. One last one last thing for you guys. Actually, this is for WC Crane Op. Okay? WC Crane Op, since I didn't see you earlier, I just thought I would put her on the screen for you. I hope you had your dinner already, WC Crane Op. All right. You guys have a great night. We will see you again tomorrow. You guys be good. As always, be safe, be blessed. And as always, 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 God bless America. We will see you tomorrow. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen.